What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW Very was going true. to, and they Very were trying true. to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Aldermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought uh, Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. You hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think it's that great. Wayne, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations of Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left on a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who didn't speak. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Arlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just like the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful, 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 Stephen Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for Life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. You're watching Live Rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show, uh, Live Rounds. I think we're at episode 36 now, correct? Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, got a lot to talk about. Should be a fun show. 
Um, as you can see, Steven is back in his Vikings jersey. <laughs> He's pretty happy there. Um, he's going to talk about that. And uh, we're down to two teams now, so this thing's almost over. And uh, I would have never predicted these two teams to be there. So you never know with football, man. But what's going on with you, Steven? Yeah, not much, man. I'm uh, getting excited. I think we're going to hire Jim Harbaugh as our next head coach tomorrow. And I am all for it. Um, I hope we hold on to this guy, Adam Thielen, especially since I just finally got his jersey last year. Um, there's going to be some decisions that have to get made about guys like Thielen and Harrison Smith and Daniel Hunter and Eric Hendricks and some of the, like really some of the really Kirk Cousins, probably the biggest question mark right now as well. But I think all of this starts with good leadership, and I like Quesse Adolfo Mensa, what I've seen of him so far as the general manager. I mean, there's not a lot. There's not a whole lot of a pool to, to take from yet because he's he's brand new to the job. He's never done it before, but he seems like a really good leader from what I can tell. And if they can get Jim Harbaugh, I'll be really excited because then also we get Big Fangio probably as our defensive coordinator. So like, we should be in a good in a good spot from a leadership perspective. And I think with the team that we had last year with different leadership, we're a playoff team easily and possibly a Super Bowl contender. So like. Well, and also, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is out of your division. Yes, I, I don't think he's so going to come back. Yeah, so that, that's a big I, sigh of relief. You know, and then Eberflus, he's a good – he's a, definitely a good coach. But, I, I mean, I don't know how much that helps Justin Fields and the Bears. So, I mean, it's it's pretty wide open that that's your division now. So, that that's really good. And, honestly, if you look at the NFC, like, compared to the AFC when it comes to quarterbacks, like, the NFC is not very good. And it should be a uh, – like the good team should definitely be able to destroy the bad ones and, and find their way in the playoffs. But the AFC is a different animal right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's a big reason, too, why I'm so big on keeping Kirk Cousins. And and I think that – because I've just lived through so long of the Vikings having just terrible QB after terrible QB. Like – R.I.P. Tavares Jackson, but like wasn't a good quarterback. Christian Ponder and and Donovan McNabb and Josh Freeman and like all like all these guys just it was just got worse and worse and worse. And we had one good year out of Favre, but beyond that, it was Cole Pepper. That was the best quarterback of my lifetime, and that was like 20 years ago already. So like, Kirk is way better than a lot of our other options, and I think it's just too risky with the team we have right now to just like draft a quarterback or trade for like a really young inexperienced quarterback. And I don't think that Jim Harbaugh is going to want to come in and do like a bridge quarterback thing. I think he wants to win right now. Like, I don't think he's going to come in and, and we're going to like trade off cousins and like bring in Mariota for two seasons while we develop Mond or like whatever. I think like Harbaugh comes in and he just, he takes the team we have right now and tries to get us as far as we can with the pieces that we have. At least that's what I'm hoping. Um, it looks so. like uh, some helicopter blew the surprise for the Washington football team's name. They're going to be called the Commanders. Okay. Well, there you go. So, I don't even know that they Wash were choosing a new team name yet. Two oh, it was supposed to be announced tomorrow. So. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. So now it's going to be the Cowboys versus the Commanders. Fantastic. Yes. ECW mentions he'd Rogers for two years. I'm okay with that idea. Like, but that's such an outlier. Like, of course, if we could get like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady 
or you know someone like that. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure they have to get the Packers to agree to a trade, and there is no way in hell they would trade them to trade him to Minnesota. No, I think he'll go to Denver. He's going to Denver. He's yeah. definitely going to Denver. That was the whole reason why they hired the head coach that they hired, the OC Hackett. from Green Bay. Yeah, like he's definitely going to Denver. It was rumored that he was going to Denver like two years ago, and so now it's just a way to totally seal the deal. And from what I understand, Dan Quinn was told that he had the Denver job. Like, it was a done deal. He was going to get the Denver job. And then John Elway got into the GM's ear and said, like, we can't go another defensive coordinator route. We've seen how that works. It doesn't work out. And so they ended up going with Hackett instead. So worked for us. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what happened. <clears throat> you find out little things here and there once news starts to break and – it's been a it's been a wild week uh football, wild week in wrestling, wild week in basically that that's one thing that honestly I really love about the like I guess you could say the future because there's a lot of lame things about the future, but I love waking up and just pulling up Twitter and seeing what has been going on in the world every single day and finding out live like literally what's happening. It's just uh it's a very addicting thing. You keep scrolling and keep updating because you know at any time anything can happen. It's like you wake up in the morning, Brady officially retires, and then, you know, there's other news that drops, and it just keeps going and going all day long. And then find out Brian Kendrick's available, and he got his release. And then AEW later on is like, hey, by the way, he's actually going to be on the show. And, like, it's just, it's just crazy how uh, things work out. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I love it. So as far as the Harbaugh thing, I'll just leave it at that. I hope we hire him. I was on the fence about it before. I didn't want to go the route of like Urban Meyer or Lane Kiffin or anything like that. These these guys who were primarily college coaches and unproven and in the NFL and like Lane Kiffin was a disaster with the Raiders and he was like talked about the Vikings and stuff. But but Harbaugh is different because. He actually brought the 49ers to the NFC Championship three out of four years, made it to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick. Like, yeah, I think you can take Kirk Cousins and 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 get him to the level that 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 Zimmer couldn't. And he's offensive minded. I've been asking for that. I'm he checks all the boxes I'm looking for out of like who we need as our head coach right now. So um, I'm all for his it. intensity levels off the charts. I mean, it's yeah. like a player on the sideline. Like he's. He's a totally different deal. Him and him and Kirk Cousins, I think, will have a lot of fun, honestly, because he's so like intense, and Kirk Cousins can be intense as well. And I, I think that they'll they'll gel. And I also think like Mon, he might be able to develop Mon to be an actually like a decent quarterback. So there's a lot of good things there. Plus, I think you'll get Vic Fangio as your defensive coordinator yeah. because he was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers when he was there. So, I mean, there's just a lot of really good things that can come from hiring Jim Harbaugh. So, yep. Hell yeah. Well, then the other thing you mentioned too, might as well jump into that. How do you feel about Brian Kendrick going over to AEW and having a match with Moxley tomorrow? Uh, yeah. To me. Okay. So here's the thing. Like, is this a five minute match? Is this like actually going to be a serious, like competitive match? Are we signing Brian Kendrick? Are we just bringing him in just to have like a fun dynamite match? And, you know, like that, those are the type of things how I feel. Um, I feel like Spanky uh, was a lot of fun and really exciting and all that stuff. I feel like Brian Kendrick has kind of been like a boring, more methodical cruiserweight. 
So I don't know if we get if we get that Brian Kendrick because this is the thing too that really drives me crazy in pro wrestling when they're like, you know, I went to the WWE and I found finally found out how to work, you know, and then like you'll like I listen to talk is Jericho, and he's telling you know Kyle O'Reilly and, and um, Bobby Fish that you don't have to do all this crazy stuff to get the crowd involved and all this stuff, and I'm just like, shut up, you do. Because that's their style. You, they're not Y2J. They're not the Ayatollah of rock and roll, uh, the La Champion, and all that stuff. They do need to go out there because if they don't do all those things, then people are going to leave disappointed. And to me, like Brian Kendrick, he needs to kind of reinvent himself. So if he's going in there and he's going to have like a 15-minute match with Moxley, then cool. But if he's going in there and it's just like, you know, five minute match and just shows Moxley dominating and then walks out, then I mean I don't I don't really see the big big deal in it. Yeah, I I think he'll be there. I think they're gonna sign him. That's that's my gut feeling. I think they'll sign him as a wrestler, but he'll also be involved with developing young talent backstage and stuff. Um do you think him more of him as like a Matt Seidel type signing? Because that's how I would view it. I don't only because I guarantee you they'll do some sort of story with him and Danielson and it'll make him look like a bigger deal than like WWE ever made him look in like decades. Um, because they have that, that whole, they train together. Their first match ever was against each other. Like there's, and Tony Khan knows these things. And like Danielson, if I've learned anything about Brian Danielson since coming to AEW, this is his like dream tour is AEW. Like he's just doing all the stuff that like he was never able to do in the WWE and one of those things I guarantee you is give me give me Kendrick in a real story and like we can tell like an awesome story and have a great match all about training with HBK and their their runs in the WWE and all this stuff. I mean, like I there's a lot they can do with that, I think. And and then even a Ken- story of like Brian Danielson became everything that he wanted to be. Exactly. Something like that, yeah. Like while while you were winning world championships, I was tucked away at two oh five live. You know, right. like um, so, and then of course there's always a possibility. We talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, we don't know what kind of shape Paul London's in, but I mean, if London <laughs> can go right now, him and Kendrick in that tag team division, them versus the Young Bucks is a dream match for me. Like there's, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, I mean, and that, that tag team division is so stacked with so many great teams that, I mean, I think they can do some cool stuff if they can, if, if London can still go. And the last time I saw him, he could still go, which has been a while. So. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think Kendrick, if Kendrick didn't have the history he had with certain people in AEW, I wouldn't be quite as excited, but because I think they can do some cool stuff with it. And I think he can still go in the ring. Um, and I also see the benefit of him helping people backstage. I, I think it's going to be a good fit for him in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm for it. I'm not like, Oh no, or anything like that. I'm just, Curious to see kind of where they go, you know what I mean? Um, we could talk about another signing that sure. I don't love, but uh, I get, I fully get it, and that's Danhausen. Um, I, uh, how do I even begin? To okay, I one thousand percent understand why AEW would want to sign him. Like, I think he would draw kids. I think he draws a different type of audience that would just be entertained by him regardless. Um, I think he draws entertainment just for like wrestling fans that like to have a good time. 
and all that stuff. But I also think that's what Orange Cassidy did as well. So I just don't know how many of these type of guys you can have to where it just doesn't hurt your company because you're going to have, and I, and I get that it's a mixed bag and all that, but like, for, I will say this though. I haven't watched very many of his matches. I couldn't tell you if he's actually good in the ring or not, just based on the character I've seen. Um, but I just, comedy and wrestling to me is something that I think is really overdone. And especially if you're trying to get a newer audience, in my opinion, or the older audience, I think you need to have some more seriousness. And I feel like AEW at its best is when it's really serious. Like I feel, feel like the best stuff has come from seriousness and not comedy, but they love the comedy. So that's where I'm kind of on the fence. Like I, I get it, totally get it. I think he's going to be a merch machine. I think he's going to outsell Hook, okay? But I just, I just don't know how great of a signing it is for me as a fan. I'll say that. Yeah, so as far as in the ring, he's he's solid in the ring, but there are some things that he does that he won't probably be able to do, or at least he'll have to do differently in AEW. Like he has like certain spots and stuff where like the match pretty much stops and he starts like dancing around and like kicking people like with his dance moves and stuff like that. I mean it is yeah, no, I know, I, I know you love hearing these kind of things. But um and he also uses, you know, loose teeth as a as a weapon. Um and his his, uh, but his, his explanation of it's hilarious though, because like what he'll do is he'll take like a bag full of teeth and he'll put it in his opponent's mouths, like during the match and then like kick him in the mouth, but he doesn't get disqualified. And his reasoning is because you're just adding more teeth to someone's mouth. Like it's not like a foreign object. It's just more teeth somewhere where like you would have teeth. So like, I don't know. He's very, he's definitely different. That's for sure. But on the flip side, like I was watching this dude in bars and high school gyms before he was even wearing face paint, this guy, Donovan Danhausen. And like to watch this guy go from like, just like kind of a generic kind of like indie wrestler to then he became like this more of like this creepier, darker, almost kind of like Darby Allen ish type type wrestler with face paint and then he like flipped the switch a few years ago and just started doing the comedy and he blew up online from it i mean that's really why he's being signed to the company is because his internet presence has gotten him really far and done a lot for it you know getting booked all over the place and ring of honor and everything so um him and orange cassidy have a history as well like as as friends and partners so like um, and same with Warhorse. See, there's a lot of these kind of guys that, that I know you're not a fan of, but they're all kind of linked together on the indies that like it makes more sense for them to all be together. I think you'd like that. Like, I think you'd like Warhorse, Danhausen, and Orange Cassidy in the right setting, like in AEW with the right opponents. I think, like, I think you would actually like it. But that said, I understand he's not for everybody, but I also think a lot of people don't really know much about him outside of what they see on Twitter. So, It'll be something new and different, I think, for AEW. And I think it's going to work out for him. At the very least, like you said, I think kids are going to love him. So Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're going to dress up like him. And I think there's going to be masks and people are going to pop when he comes out. And I just, I'm curious how they're going to use him. That's really my guess is just how, how they'll use him. I, I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, I, uh, I, when he came out, I thought it was very smart how they did it. Um, but, but I didn't expect the, uh, Tony Khan tweet that they had actually signed him afterwards. I thought it was just going to be like a little fun spot and thanks for coming. And, but now that he's signed, I'm just like, Oh boy. Okay. Um, so I, so I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not here to just crap all over him. It's just not something that like I'm overly excited about. Uh, I, I think but, he's going to really confuse Sting at some point. Like, Sting will see him and be like, what's going on with this guy? You know what I mean? Like, well, and he'll, Darby on my like, <laughs> he'll, he'll mess with Sting and try to, like, take his baseball bat and sell it or whatever. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, he'll steal his bat and put it in his cloak yep. or whatever. Like, yeah. This is Danhausen. Thank you. Thank you. You know. And that's another thing that benefits him. Obviously, we know he's he's friends with a lot of people backstage at AEW. So, like, yeah. he has a lot of people rooting for him there, for sure. I could totally see him, like, selling merch and being like, oh, that's a very nice shirt. I take that shirt. Thank you. You know, yep. like, there's just all sorts <laughs> of stuff. I, I, I could get it. But, yeah, anyways, um, I guess we could talk about Dynamite. Um, basically, the two big matches. I mean, that's really what Dynamite really consisted of. Uh, if you want to start oh, with uh, the Orange Cassidy Adam Cole, we had a super chat on that. We can you start cool, with that cool. one. Yeah, let's do that. Michael, what's up, Michael? Um, how you feeling about Brady retiring? Uh, what's up, fellas? Were you guys surprised that Orange Cassidy went over Adam Cole with Cole being ranked number one and being undefeated? So I did say that I didn't like that Orange Cassidy went over Adam Cole, but I understood it just the simple fact that if you're going to do it, this would be the time because it doesn't count in the rankings. Yep. So, um, and it wasn't like Cole just like took Orange's finisher and got a one, two, three. Like he had to basically throw him off the stage and they both kind of just fell and he just kind of landed on him and got the one, two, three. Like they were, they were creative with it. Um, I don't view Orange Cassidy the same way as Adam Cole. So that to me is kind of, and I don't know necessarily where they go with Orange Cassidy, to be honest with you, because he's had main event spots, and it seems like that that's where Tony wants to kind of keep him at that mid-card main event level. Um, but overall, I thought the match was really good. I thought that um, there's a lot of good spots. It was fun. Like I said, yeah, the surprise the debut of Danhausen. So, I mean, I, I was fine with the match, but – I really want this feud to end and I don't know how you end it if Adam Cole loses. So, cause a guy like to me, like Adam Cole's ego is not going to allow that to be the end, but um, I really want it to be the end. Let's just say that. Yeah. I, so I thought the match was really good. I, I completely agree with you that if they were going to do this, it's very similar to the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker thing where Thunder Rosa beat her in the lights out match, but technically it didn't affect the rankings or affect right. Britt Baker's push. And she's still on the title. And there will be a callback to that soon enough where Thunder Rosa will probably be the one to beat Britt Baker for the world title. Like, right. she'll, you know what I mean? So like there will be a big payoff to that as well. Um, when it comes to Orange Cassidy, like, so I, I have fully accepted him as a main event level guy. Um, and I think a lot of the fan base has, but a lot of the fan base hasn't too. Like, I think it's still kind of a mixed bag on like 
on the perception of Orange Cassidy with like a lot of the, with at least a percentage of the AEW fan base. But for whether it's just one of those things, like whether you like it or not, like Orange Cassidy is definitely at the very least one of their top 10 guys as far as like how he's presented on the show, like consistently a main event level guy, always in stuff that matters, can win some big matches, loses some too, but like has won big matches, uh, pretty much like won the Jericho feud. Um, even though I feel like that was forever yeah. ago, um, but all that stuff. So it's like, I, I'm okay with Orange Cassidy beating Adam Cole. Um, but I think it was just really, really smart how they did it. Like you said, because this, I still think Adam Cole and Hangman Page are going to be the world title match at the pay-per-view. So, and then this also leaves it there, leaves some meat on the bone where down the line, basically it keeps Orange Cassidy in a spot, even if you don't all, like, because the thing with him is he can kind of come and go, like, he, yeah. he can, but still stay as a main event level guy. So, like, he doesn't necessarily have to be involved at all in the in the upcoming Adam Cole and Hangman Page stuff, but when the time is right, if they need a, a world title challenge or Orange Cassidy is ready, and, like, and whether you like the character or not, like, I think everyone can agree that he can really, really go in the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has great matches. So yeah, I, my 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 counter to that is is like I, it's not that I don't accept him as a main eventer or whatever, but I also believe that when he was a main eventer, it was a time where they were still trying to figure out their roster is before Brian Danielson and CM Punk and a lot of these guys have been brought in. So I just didn't know if that's where he was mainly going to stay or and I feel like him being with the best friends kind of pushes his ranking more lower to me because I think the best friends are more they're not they're not seeing those types of big matches as much and so to me like when he's with the group it just kind of seems like he's more on that level and so I kind of think he would be smart to like put him in a new faction with like Dan Housen and and people like that just for something different and kind of let him be more so on his own than being part of just the best friends. And I really like the Trent Wheeler Utah thing. If they'll actually go there, like the fact yeah. that like Trent never approved of Wheeler Utah to come in. And now that he's there, Wheeler Utah is no longer needed in his eyes. And so like, I would, I'm, I'm waiting for Trent to snap on Wheeler. And I think it would be a great way to showcase Wheeler also, but like Trent be the bully, the heel, and Wheeler be like the baby face. I think if they did it right, it would be really good. Yeah, I like all that. Uh, I, I think that Trent is, if he can stay healthy, Trent is potentially a main event level guy for them as a heel, I think. Like, I, yeah. I, I really do. Um, and I've been saying that for a while on the show, but it's it, the, the question mark is always, like, he, he, he does miss a lot of time with injuries. So, like, you know, that's the only reservation I would have, unfortunately. But um, I would love him and Wheeler Yuta in a one-on-one feud. Uh, there's a lot he can do with that. And yeah, with, with Orange Cassidy, it's just, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that, I think it is smart though, whether it was Orange, I mean, I think personally, I think Orange Cassidy was, was uh, the right decision for something like this, but just in general, AEW does need to have a few of their guys that are AEW guys that don't get like, like, uh, how do I put this? Like when Adam Cole and CM Punk and Brian Danielson, these guys come over, 
for the sake of your own brand, like you have to establish certain guys like Hangman Page and Orange Cassidy and a few, a few of like your your homegrown AEW guys as on that level with those guys. Because like we saw that in TNA so much where like all the TNA originals that we wanted to see succeed, like yeah. AJ Styles and Monty Brown and, and Samoa Joe and, and all these guys, when all the WWE guys kept coming over, they just kept getting lost in the shuffle because they weren't the the level of stars as those other guys. So like, I yeah. feel like we, they got to protect certain guys like Orange Cassidy when these new guys come over to like really establish that when they make their own stars, like they're on the same level as these WWE stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, it's fair. And like we can go into um, to talk about Sammy because I feel like he's definitely one of those guys. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about Punk and, uh, and and MJF first. I'm really surprised this is happening tomorrow. Like I felt like this was pay-per-view all day long. It does make sense that it's in Chicago. I also think because of this, it really basically gives you confirmation that it's probably going to be MJF and Wardlow at the pay-per-view. And then I don't know what you do with CM Punk. I could also see them having another match, a gimmick match between Punk and MJF, however this goes. Um, so, but I, I really think people need to understand when you are a company with only four pay-per-views, you are going to be giving away a lot on free TV. And I don't understand why it bothers so many people. Like, this is, you're, you're, you're trained to accept wrestling in a certain way because you've been watching WWE for so long. But this is fine. This is good that you're going to get quality stuff on free TV. Because I think the first thing people think is if it's free, the quality isn't going to be there. And AEW has shown you that if it's free, the quality is the same on, on pay-per-view as it is on TV. Like, it, they, they treat it the same. And we've had multiple examples of that. I mean, a lot of great feuds and great matches have strictly come from Dynamite and not pay-per-view at all. So I, I just think people need to understand that you can have huge matches on free TV. And Dynamite has proven it over and over again. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think people need to be... This goes for a lot of things in wrestling, behind the scenes. It's, the, the the few outliers are people like Sean Ross Sapp or, or, you know, Brian Alvarez or like these kind of guys who, like, they like they have to be paying attention to certain things in wrestling. But 99% of the, of the fans and pretty much anyone who would ever watch what we're doing right now don't get so caught up in the whole like ratings and and business side of stuff. Like just be a fan and enjoy what you're getting to see because right. like as a fan, what do you care if they do less pay-per-view buys because MJF and CM Punk's on free TV? Like you get to see the match for free. Like that's that's the win for you. It's like it's free. You get to watch, you don't even have to pay for it. And you're gonna get a great match. Like I just let, let leave the business to the business people who actually run these companies and show them your support by by watching the matches and enjoying it. Don't think don't think so deep into all this stuff. Um, they've had incredible matches on Dynamite consistently. Like yeah. almost every Dynamite has a match like a can't miss match at at least one. And then some of the shows are completely stacked and might as well be pay per views and we get them for free. 
Right. So, yeah. I, I will say this. He says, why spend money on the pay-per-view if the quality is the same? So the quality can be the same, but the card isn't the same. So with their pay-per-views, you're going to get so much more of a stacked show. So you're still, like, you're going to get one big match or maybe possibly two big matches like you did on Dynamite with Sammy and um, Cody and Orange and Adam Cole. But, like, on pay-per-view, you're going to get, like, eight or nine of those things. And so that is why you order the pay-per-view, and that is what separates things. And usually pay-per-view also pretty much guarantees all titles defended on the same night. So, I mean, there's definitely incentives of ordering the pay-per-view. But just don't think that because you are watching a Dynamite, it's just like, oh, you know, it's just Dynamite, whatever. Well, even for even either from a fan perspective or from a business perspective, what makes more sense? Like, you can think of whatever companies I might be talking about here, but like, really think about this. Take take all bias aside. What's a better business model? Putting on shitty shows every week and trying to get you to buy the pay per view, or putting on great shows every week and trying to get you to buy a pay per view? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, is is the trade off like that? They're just gonna have bad batches and stories that don't matter and stupid gimmicks and like, and all this stuff. And then like, Oh, but, but the pay-per-view is going to be fire. Like, or, or would you rather support a company that like every show is, is good. And then the pay-per-views have earned your money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I truly believe it's people that are just trained to accept wrestling the way that they've grown up for it to be. And, and you've got to untrain yourself. You've got to look at it as something different. And, um, like I said, to me, Dynamite is a can't-miss show. You do not miss Dynamite. Now, if you want to miss Rampage, I get it. Um, they don't always stack those shows as much as Dynamite. There's usually still always something good to watch on there. But to me, Wednesday night, Dynamite is a can't-miss show. Yeah, I feel the same way. And <laughs> funny, you're like, you know, they're going to be fire pay-per-view. And I didn't see no fire on Sunday or Saturday. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Holy moly. We'll get into that. But um, let's let's talk Cody and Sammy. Yeah. Um, expectations going into this is I felt like Sammy's crazy and he'll do whatever he needs to do to get himself over because that's what he's always done. And if you put that kid in a ladder match, he's going to do some crazy stuff. Um, with Cody, it was – kind of wears his head out. What are we doing in the future? Is he supposed to still be TNT champion or does it make sense to give it to Sammy and let him continue his run as TNT champion? Um, I just think that this thing totally blew expectations out of the water. Uh, Sammy got his first five-star rating from Dave Meltzer. Um, and that is the best cutter I've ever seen in my life. Yep. I agree. That was the coolest cutter ever. Michael Young said in the chat just now, too. I, I completely agree. When he jumped from one ladder over to the other one. And then the crossroads out the ladders was, like, pretty pretty damn close second, too. I mean, that was an awesome, yep. awesome move. And then Sammy's swanton and the ladder didn't break that Cody was laying on. And I honestly thought his crazy ass was going to do a 630 off the ladder. Dude. I honestly thought <laughs> he was going to do it because he's nuts. Yeah, and I <laughs> One thing I noticed, though, and some people complained about this, but I honestly think it's really smart, is the referee holding the ladder so guys can do spots. Yes, you got to. 
Yeah. DCW I, needs to take notes of that. Right. <laughs> um, but if Sammy would have tried that cutter without the referee holding the ladder, he would have lost his balance. He would have probably flew all over the place, and it probably wouldn't have worked. But by the ref was literally sitting there holding both ladders, and you're not seeing that on TV, and Sammy just was able to get a full jump off of that ladder and bust off a crazy-ass spot. So I, I really like the idea of them actually holding the ladders to help wrestlers do spots. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's one of those things. Like, everyone, most people understand that wrestling is predetermined and that, like, you know, these people aren't really trying to hurt each other and stuff. It wouldn't take me out of it at all, even if I saw the referees doing that. Just because I know it's, like, it's just so they don't botch these moves off ladders. Like, right. I'd rather see a referee doing that than see... AJ Gray fly off the ladder into that other ladder like he did it, you know, did Hammerstein and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like just I'd rather them be safe about it and like and actually be able to pull off the moves they're trying to do um a lot more safely. Um so yeah, I'm I'm completely for that. And then also I'll pull the super chat up because we'll, we'll get to the rumble after John, but he says Cody and Sammy was awesome. Uh Rumble sucked and Rod was not in ring shape. There's no stars outside those three people in WWE. Well, as far as Cody and Sammy, I completely agree. I, I think I have to really, really, really think about it. And there's a couple others that kind of come to mind, but that might be the best one-on-one ladder match I've ever seen, like in all honesty. I'm a big fan of RVD and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, when the, when the really fan ran one. in? When, yeah, uh, when the fan yeah. ran in. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. On, and that was on Raw, too. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to think about it. Jericho there's, and Benoit had a really good one that I always think yeah, about. Yeah, Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. Jericho and, and uh, uh, Shawn Michaels at No Mercy was really good. Yeah. So, I mean, there's of definitely – the original, some, we got to mention, Brett, Brett and uh, – or, sorry, well, Shawn and, and Razor and Brett had, like, the first one even before that. Right, right, yeah. yeah. There's definitely some, some great legendary one-on-one ladder matches, um, but just – like the spots in that thing was incredible and the pace. And I, I just really liked it. And I think that, man, no matter what you say about Sammy Guevara, that kid just refuses to give up, refuses to just be pushed away. Like he just always finds a way to get himself over, get people talking. And uh, I got mad props for that kid. That kid is awesome. And I, and I personally am looking forward to his title run for TNT championship. Like I was hoping that possibly Johnny Gargano would debut and we would get a Sammy Johnny Gargano match because to me that has that NXT takeover match of the year type quality candidate written all over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would just be a great match. You don't even need any build up or anything. It's just two great wrestlers one-on-one for the title. Um, yeah. I'm actually looking way more forward and I'm a big Sammy fan. I was a fan of his when he was with the NWA before AEW. Like I've been, I've definitely been hoping that this guy's going to be a star. But I wasn't really as into his uh, TNT title run as I thought it was going to be when he after yeah, he won it from Miro. I agree. But, I agree. But now, like yeah. now, I'm excited after seeing that. Like I think it's going to totally reinvigorate and just reboost him. Uh, and I think he's going to have a great run with that belt now. So and I'm but, thinking yeah. too, like. The MJF match, I really think, put him over him and him and MJF when they had their match. And then 
I really liked the Jay Lethal match. Um, and, and Tony Nese was okay. But, like, it, it was it was like the Miro match was fantastic when he won the title. Um, so he's just had a lot of good matches. And now with the Cody, I thought the Dustin match was really good, too. That was way better than expected. So he's had some really good matches. Um, I I wanted more from the Daniel Garcia match. I just didn't think that they, they, they went to their potential. They could definitely run that back and have a better match. But I, I think that he's had um, – his run definitely felt a little flat, but now he's got a lot of momentum and I would like to see him face some like really credible challengers and have just banger matches. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. There's a lot yeah. of good ladder matches for sure, guys. Um, yeah, people in the chat bring up some good ones for sure. So, yeah, I mean, with, with AEW this week, uh, we got some, we, this is a really good card. So I'm kind of worried though because I, I have a friend that's going to the show and he texts me and he said they're expecting 20 inches of snow in Chicago tomorrow. Ooh. And he's like worried that the show you can't even get to it. So I, I don't know uh, how that's going to affect things. I'm I'm worried about my show at GCW on Friday because we're supposed to have like ice come Thursday. And um, if that that building has no heater or nothing, so I mean, if it's like twenty degrees, the wrestlers have to wrestle in twenty degrees. That's brutal. So I, I don't know how that's going to work out, and I don't know if we would even go. Honestly, if it's twenty degrees, we might just eat our ticket and not go. So I'm thinking about like just, light, like light tubes and like twenty degrees, like probably like oh, I know. frozen and stuff. <laughs> that's what that's what Sadika and Mickey yeah. Knuckles went through. Right? Like, yeah. They, oh. they they did that, and uh, I just it's brutal. So yeah, that's the only problem about being indie and running indie shows and dumps is you know they don't really adjust to the weather. So when it's hot in the summertime, I mean it's brutal. So it goes both ways. Um, but, yeah, if, if the show goes on, whatever, tomorrow, you have MJF and CM Punk. You have Ricky Starks and Jay Lethal, which I'm really looking forward to. You now have Moxley and Brian Kendrick. You have uh, Penta and Pac versus the House of Black. I mean, this is a really good show. So if you guys normally don't watch AEW or if you're a casual AEW viewer, um, I highly recommend this show. I think it's and it's the Chicago crowd. They should be hot. It's CM Punk. I mean, this should this should be a big one. Yeah, and I don't know if like, I I was like you where I figured that they would do CM Punk and MJF at the pay per view, and I feel like there's still a chance that like something fugazi happens tomorrow, like to where it like gets dragged out to the pay per view. But I really strongly strongly feel that if they have a match, if the match actually goes down, I mean, it's being advertised, it'd be a big letdown if we didn't see it, but MJF has to beat CM Punk in Chicago. Like, that heat that he would get for beating Punk is like, that's what, this is what it's all about. Like, this yeah. is his moment. Like, this is, it doesn't, I mean, this is a real breakout, real breakout situation where, Especially if he won even like semi clean, like I mean, just beat Punk in his hometown, like that would be such a statement from MJF, and it could get him closer to where you know I still think that he'll be the one to beat Hangman for the world title eventually. It I might be a while, but like I don't know. This is a real big moment for MJF. I really feel like he needs to beat CM Punk. So 
Has Punk lost yet? I don't think so, right? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, having him do it. Or something happens where, like, the match just doesn't even happen, and it gets even more heat on Punk. Or, sorry, on, on MJF. Like, they need to use this to their advantage for MJF, I feel like. How, whatever they do has to result in the crowd just booing the ever-loving hell out of MJF during this show. Because they're going to be what so about- behind CM Punk. What about were the crowd cheering the ever-loving hell out of Wardlow? Because I I feel like that could possibly happen as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that turn is happening soon. It's It's it's, happening soon, and I mean, if you're going to do it, what better way to finally, like, really set MJF off than to lose in Chicago to CM Punk? And if Wardlow somehow has an issue where, like, he couldn't pull the object out in time or he, you know, whatever. And it costs CM Punk the match. I really feel like that's, that's could, could lead to them having their pay-per-view match. Yeah, that's possible too. I think like, a lot of ways I to don't want that. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I, they're going to do MJF and Wardlow for sure at some point, yep. but like, even then, I don't know if I love the idea of Wardlow beating him, but Wardlow would really, need to to like establish his own career going forward but i I know people who listen to this probably think i'm i kind of like i'm a little too too into mjf but like i it it has nothing to do with cm punk in this scenario i promise there are people out there that think i hate cm punk i don't hate cm punk i just i just roast his mma career sometimes but like i I like him as a pro wrestler Um, i think all diehard mma fans there's a certain little about punk that you just can't let go exactly but but as a pro wrestler i think he's done great since coming back to aew um in the ring especially like him on the microphone is a little bit stale to me but like i i think he's done great in his matches and the stories that they've told but my point is like all credit to punk but you have such a rare opportunity here if you're AEW. Like, MJF is in his early 20s, and he's the top heel in the company, and he's great in the ring, and, like, he's, he's like, young and healthy. And he's, like, like this could be your guy for so long. And to have him beat someone like CM Punk is so huge for a kid like that. And, and I also wouldn't want to see him lose to Wardlow either. You know, it's just one of those things, like, you got to treat him different than you treat anyone else on that roster, in my opinion. Darby Allen's the only other one who's kind of close to that. Like I think he's going to be a top as long as he can stay healthy, he'll be like one of their top guys for a really, really long time. Could be a big um, one. Yeah, and Hangman too, of course. But they've already gone with him to the world title, you know. So um, those are kind of the guy. I mean, and then of course Sammy for different reasons. Basically, the the pillars. I mean, I didn't even think about it like that. But those four guys, like you got to treat those four guys different than you treat everyone else in the company. Yeah. I just, it, to me, it's what are your plans with CM Punk? He's not going to be there that long. So it's like if, if your plans, you know, let's say two-year plan for Punk, if you want him to be a world champion, like you can't necessarily have him job and put over everybody and not go to that spot himself. You know what I mean? So that's that's my only thing is just what are your plans with the two guys, Brian Danielson, CM Punk? The only way... That I think I'd be okay with this playing out if, if for MJF losing tomorrow is if MJF loses, but, but here's the thing. I, so if, <laughs> if, if, if Punk, cause I was going to say like if Punk beats Hangman for the world title, for instance, but I think if they're going to do that story, Punk's got to be a heel. And by that time, like they're not going to do a heel Punk and a heel MJF. 
unless they get to a point where Punk is such a mega heel that MJF is like the lesser of two evil evils at that point. Like we're talking like years on the line though in this scenario. Like yeah. the only time MJF could be a baby face. And I've heard Sean talk about this too, and he, I'm I agree completely with him. The only way MJF works as a babyface in AEW is if there is a bigger, more annoying, just dick of a wrestler that that AEW fans are dealing with. And the only we may have talked about this too. The only way to get rid of that asshole is with the guy we like, our asshole. Like we got to have MJF get rid of this other guy for us. Like, and then he can go back to being the asshole. But like. They have, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to establish anybody as a bigger dick than MJF, except for maybe CM Punk. Like him as a heel, he could really get under people's skin. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Chicago's paying money to see CM Punk win, not lose. But I understand that that would definitely generate heat, and I get it. I just don't know. I don't know what their plans are. That's my thing. And then. I don't know, and I don't know how serious MJF is about like, well, see what the highest bidder is, and you know the bid war of twenty twenty four and all. Like, I have a feeling he's pretty dedicated to AEW regardless. Um, he just likes to play it on, you know. But uh, I think it's more likely we see Wardlow in the WWE than than MJF. Did you did you listen to that Chris Van Fleet interview though? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. oh, I know he had a tryout with WWE. Did he talk about that? Oh, I mean, he just said that, like, they had their chance and they're never going to get oh. another one. Yeah, like, he enough. just, he was like, no way. I like that. I, and, I like Wardlow. I don't want to see him go. Well, and he said that, like, that Cody was a huge part of him, but, like, that he was basically almost close to, like, quitting wrestling um, and not really knowing what he was going to do. And then he, like, wanted to do, like, bigger indies and Warriors Wrestling booked him. And then he said, like, universally, Cody kept getting messages about him from multiple people saying like, Hey, you should look into Wardlow. Hey, you should look into Wardlow. And they ended up signing him. So hey, he just is like so loyal and thankful to AEW. So, and he, you know, he's like, I just wrestled CM Punk. Like I'm having the time of my life and this is amazing. So I don't, I don't see him wanting to leave at all. Actually. I was kind of surprised by that too. Like I didn't know how he felt necessarily. And I, and I, when I look at him, I'm like, Oh, the WWE would love to have him, but he's—he sounds like he wants to be an AEW lifer. So yeah, if they if if he went over there, they'd probably send him to Florida and teach him how to set up the ring and do somersaults. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> and work and work as a big man. Like yeah. big man can't do moon salts. Big man, you know, and a headlock know. from Terry Taylor. Right there, you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. How about NXT, huh? Wow. Jeez. You know what's funny, too, is like, you know, business side of things. They shut down NXT and did this whole revamp because they lost in the ratings, and now they lose to Rampage in the ratings. Like, they were competitive with Dynamite the way that it was. They were losing, but it wasn't, like, awful. And now they're losing to Rampage, which is a taped show a one hour tape show and I just I don't even I don't even know what's they losing the demographic as well. Like it's just wild to me. And and then there's like some reports out there that they're upset with how it's going. Like what did you expect? <laughs> yeah. Like I know. Like, 
We saw this coming a mile away. What did you expect? You literally kicked out your entire fan base and then covered it in Nickelodeon and is like, why don't you guys like this? What do you, what are you talking about? You know, like, yeah, it's, I, it's crazy to me. I watched about three minutes of it tonight. Um, just because I was favorite wrestler. Yeah. I was, I was killing time uh, before this started and. Yeah, one of the wrestlers who I now someone sent a response. I think her name was Wendy Chu. Yeah, her gimmick is she literally is just like a sleep backstage all the time, and then they like wake her up and she goes and does her match. And they were saying on commentary about how really she spends like all her other free time at arcades. And I was like, this is completely gimmick infringement on me on Wednesdays. Like <laughs> that's me waking up in my sweatpants and hoodie. Going to Dave and Buster's, drinking some alcohol, falling asleep after I play games. Like, anyway, yeah, she was pretty cool. I didn't see her wrestle. I have no idea if she's any good or not, but I don't think that really matters in the WWE at this point. Like, you just, you're just kind of there and just do a few things. Um, I was because, thinking, mm-hmm. sorry, I was thinking she was the female version of Everett Connors as well. I was thinking it kind could of, be that too. So, kind of a little Orange Cassidy to a degree with like the laziness yeah. and like the. Well, and then I saw that she like stole some rich girl, Valley Girls credit card because she wanted to take them shopping with daddy's money. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. We have. We have Cher from Clueless as a character now? Like, wh- what are we doing? Oh, yeah. there's. Have you seen, uh, I don't know what her name is, Cora Jade, who played Christian's oh, yeah. girlfriend? Yes. Do you know about her gimmick? She's like skater. Yeah, but she can't skate. Like she, like the one like like the one time they made her like attempt it, she like fell on the skateboard, like coming down the entrance ramp. So like, they have gimmicks of people, like, there's this one dude who's a poker player, but, like, doesn't know how to play poker. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, they just get, they just literally just thought of stuff that they thought was cool. But I mean, it's like, 2022. <laughs> like, who is going to buy a t-shirt of a poker player? Like, what are we doing? Like, Texas Hold'em blew up, like, 15 years ago. Like, that was, like, the peak of popularity for, like, poker and... Yeah, it's 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 really funny these these gimmicks they've come up with that they think I don't and know. Like, like the one guy <laughs> that's over the most is Braun Breaker, and he's just like kind of like their badass. Like he just yeah. has a short temper and he gets angry and he just does his thing. Like and he cares about being the champion. Go figure. Like there's right. one guy who cares about being the champion on the whole show. And everybody else is like just like living these fake lives in front of you. It's so weird. So bad. <laughs> it's just. Oh my God! Like, could we be more just out of sync of what is going on? And then, like, I see them sometimes, like maybe like cussing or something because they're trying to be a little bit more edgy to compete with AEW. And it's like, bro, you aren't even getting it at all. Like, that's not what is working in AEW. Like, yes, it's cool to not have handcuffs and kind of be able to have the freedom, but like this, this thing is. It's such a disaster. Well, I think that their mindset is pretty clear. It's, you know, because, you know, 205 Live now is the developmental for the developmental. Like, that isn't even about, like, good matches anymore or, like, cruiserweights or anything. Now it's just people that aren't quite ready to be on NXT, and those people aren't ready to be on Raw or SmackDown. So, like, you just have this, like, cycle of, like, 
I think the way that Vince's mind works is we have a million and a half people watching Raw each week, and most of them are kids. So I think we can get kids to watch NXT because that's where they're gonna they're gonna find their new favorite wrestler before we bring them to Raw and SmackDown. And then this way I also don't have to change anybody because like all these losers that Triple H kept hiring that had all this indie experience and were super over with the crowd and having great matches, they were all worthless. Because <laughs> I because because I I took them and when I got my hands on Keith Lee, he couldn't do anything for me. When I got my hands on on Carrying Cross, he couldn't do anything for me. So I need to, from pretty much day one of them being in the performance center, I need to start molding them into people that are going to work for me on my shows. And um, this is what you're getting. Um, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. I had one time. It was the end of the year, and I was trying to think of who Wrestler of the Year was, right? And I was down to like Kenny Omega. Will Ospreay, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gorgano. Like, they were right there with, like, wrestler of the year. I mean, wrestler, you're not match of the year. But they were right there with, like, wrestler of the year, matches of the year. Like, fully competing with the very best in the world to doing, like, nothing. Like, that TakeOver show is going to be WrestleMania weekend? Like... I'm not going to that. There's no way I'm going to that. No like, one's going to that. It's just trash. Like, yeah. I just, I can't believe that they willingly did this to themselves. Like, I can understand if, like, you know, we just keep losing guys and they keep just going. Like, no, you willingly did this. It, it, it's it's just unbelievable to me. Yeah, people are mentioning certain characters in the chat, like Tony D'Angelo, who's a guy who has, like, a, he has like this like New York accent. Maybe he's Boston. I'm really not sure. He's like this. I think he's supposed to be New York Italian. Yeah, gabagool. Yeah, and then uh, Chase U is just like this ultra generic guy who like <laughs> made up his own school. That like this other guy called um. Oh, he has like this follower with like with like a strange name. I just can't think. And not really strange, but just kind of unique name. I can't think of. But he has he has like a. It's like this guy who's like all about Chase U. It's like this school that doesn't exist. And like there's this guy who looks like Encino Man, like like Brendan Fraser from Encino Man, who who he's the guy who beat Kyle O'Reilly on the way out. And this guy like can barely wrestle. I mean, like they're like and like these are the these are the uh, Mantis Toboggan mentions Joe Gacy. I actually like Joe Gacy. He's one of the few things I like about that show, to be honest. Um, yeah. Harlan has shown me absolutely nothing, but Joe Gacy, at least like, but the thing about Joe Gacy is it's literally Bray Wyatt, backwoods cult leader, Bray Wyatt, like the, like the original version of Bray Wyatt, like that is what Joe Gacy is. The music's very similar. He has the same mannerisms, the same delivery with his promos. He has the, the, um, Eric Rowan type. Um, Harlan with him and stuff like it's it's basically the Bray Wyatt gimmick just redone now that Bray Wyatt's not there anymore yeah well listen guys we've got 29 people in here right now so if you haven't please hit that like button we really appreciate it also if you just think the new NXT sucks hit that like button I mean why not um if you think AEW is better than WWE hit that like button um but uh 
right. And if you guys uh, want to send in super chats to support the channel, we really appreciate it. We'll answer your questions. Um, we got a super chat from Dirty. I think this is pretty good. And I honestly think we'll have different opinions on this. So interested to hear what you have to say. Um, what three changes would you make to AEW's product right now? And I don't even know if you could come up with three, honestly, because it's your dream company. But um, basically, I don't know. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, put the world title on Cody. Uh, <laughs> that's about that's it. That's pretty, that's pretty much all I can think of. That's a legit change that you would do. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. That's the only thing I can think of, to be honest. Um, no, I, honestly, there's not a whole lot I would I would change because they're still a work in progress. Like they're still they're still in this. They've only been around for you know less than three years still. To where, like, I don't need a whole lot of storylines and a whole lot of character development personally because I've been a fan of a lot of these people pre AEW. So like, I already get it because like they have they don't change these people when they come into the company. But I think if I was more of a casual viewer or a newer viewer to AEW, I'd probably want more explanation of like who people are and like why they're why they are who they are. But that's pretty much all I can think of, to be honest. What about the the trios title? Would you want those? Um, I'm not I'm not dying for it, but I'm not against it at all. Like they have what enough talent any there. Any title? Would you want a, any other title added? Uh, not not necessarily. No. Okay. I mean, but but I'm okay with the trios title because they have so much talent, especially in their tag team division. Like, I'm not against it, but I, I'm generally not for adding more and more titles because I think it just overall devalues all the other titles usually when you do that. He wants Rampage for two hours. Um, stop signing so many guys and not using them. Less ladder matches. Um, okay, for me, I want more consistent storylines by certain people. So if like, for example, we've been kind of doing the Young Bucks Red Dragon thing, but it's just kind of like it was peaking and then it just stopped. And then it's going to come back because we didn't have enough time on the TV and all that. Like I want certain storylines to always get a focus every single week. And then that way um, it, it, one of the reasons, like, when you watch episodic TV like that is you want to see what happens next. And I feel like if you built it up, like, okay, so let's say when Kenny Omega finally comes back and he calls in the Bucks and he says, you know, I watched the footage <coughs> you cost me that match, you know, and then Adam Cole whatever like i don't want it to just be one week promo and then all of a sudden like kenny has a match and they have a match and then like maybe three weeks down the road they revisit it in another promo like i want more consistency every single week on certain storylines key storylines it doesn't have to be everybody but just key storylines i would like that um i would like them to have basically a roster that is more set of who is going to be our core group of roster guys and not have such a, just an influx of always constantly changing. And like, to me, like John Moxley versus Bowen is just sound nowhere. Like I, it make it make sense. Why are we doing this? Like to me, John Moxley and Brian Kendrick makes more sense just because they've had a past somewhat and evolve. They both are like indie names in the past. It, it's just a cool match. 
just randomly taking a match and putting it on Rampage, I would just want more consistency of why guys are fight, why guys are fighting, why guys are wrestling, and the, as many people as you have on the roster, I think that that is doable. Um, and then, what else? Why can't I think of one more thing? See, that just shows you how good AEW is. And even the things you said are just, like, opinion. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's not you know, like... So, so, so you know what I mean? Like, there's really not a whole lot to change, honestly. I, don't I know. mean, if you want to go with WWE, we can go all day. Oh, yeah, that's not even worth getting into. <laughs> that's um, a two-hour show. Yeah. Um, but... Because, like, personally, like, for me, for instance, like, I actually like how the stories kind of, like, breathe. Like, like that they kind of... That you don't see everybody every week and stuff like that. But, but don't you feel like that, that loses momentum, though? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on the story. It depends on who it is, I guess, at the yeah. end of the day. Um, because, because, I mean, I, I think know, this... I know the payoff's going to be good. So, like, I know, like, when it does happen, like, I'm, it's going to – I'm going to get a good payoff. Like, so. we're getting Red Dragon versus the Bucks. I, I believe that, but sure. – I would love to really go deep into that. You know, they used to wrestle each other in Ring of Honor a lot, former rivals, the whole nine. I just would, I would, and maybe they could even hint that, like, you knew we were forming AEW and you chose to go over there and now all of a sudden you want to come back here because it didn't work out there or whatever. You know, like, they can really build that to something that, you know. Yeah. Because one thing the WWE does do is make amazing video packages and highlight um the feud right so like even if you think the product is garbage you're gonna watch that video package and you're gonna be like you know what i'm kind of looking forward to this match and usually the match is gonna suck and you're gonna be pissed off and disappointed but they find a good way to get you hyped and i just don't know if there's always enough footage for AEW to do that when there should be like so so that that's my thing um what else oh i would do six pay-per-views I would do six pay-per-views. I don't think four is enough. Um, and I think six is, is really like the perfect, the perfect way to do it. If you could. But what about how now they're doing like the, like they're going to have like the big TNT, like, uh, like how now that it's on TVS, they're going to have some big TNT shows that are supposed to kind of be like pay-per-view, like clash of champions type stuff, which I'm okay with. But if it's like that battle for battle for the belts, a one hour show like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. It wasn't you enough. You're I mean? right. Yeah. But if it's going to be like a good two hour, big buildup, then I'm cool with that. But yeah, I, w- I would want six pay-per-views. Yeah. And I want six pay-per-views just because the shows have been incredible. Like, an AEW pay-per-view. If I say AEW Dynamite is can't miss, I mean, AEW pay-per-view is, like, beyond can't miss. So. Well, think about that, too. We're over here literally saying, like, we want to have more pay-per-views because we're, we're actually willing to pay more money for more shows like and that. those aren't cheap, either. Right, and we're, like, in, but in, like, WWE, we're, like, they need to go back to four pay-per-views. Like, yep. you know, <laughs> like, like the four big ones, and that's it. And then the rest, you can just make these stupid network specials or whatever you want to do. When they're five bucks and people are still, like, upset. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, um, which we might as well get into uh, with the yeah. Royal Rumble. And I'll, I'll say this because I know you have a lot of thoughts that you want to get out about this. I watched the show from start to finish. Yep. Um, I actually really enjoyed the show. 
I'm oh one of the few people. Oh my God, and I'll, Steven Jensen. And I'll tell you why, though. You're about to get muted. I'll tell no, you why. I'll tell you why. And well, I'll say this: the opening match I thought was incredible with with Seth and Roman, and then the finish just killed it. Like it was Dead. so dumb that they did that. Did. But but the reason I liked the show for the most part, and while I enjoyed it way more than like anyone else I've seen talk about it online, is because I go into these pay per views. I have not watched the WWE since day one. So it's been, yeah. it's once a month and I go into the show knowing Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are the stars and no one else is as far as <laughs> the WWE is concerned. So like my expectations are, I, my expectations are in check. Like not to mention, and I'm on record multiple places, including the Russell Rumble entry I, I sent in for proof. I called Ronda winning this thing. I called Brock mm-hmm. winning this thing. I called mm-hmm. Lashley beating Brock. I called the entire pay-per-view without and, and watching the product for an entire month. And I'll give you credit for that because you constantly said multiple shows that Roman was going to interfere and then Brock was going to go into the Royal Rumble and win the match. And I thought that that would make Roman look pretty weak, that he would have to interfere in a match, and he is above that. So I did not think that that was going to happen. So shame on me. So go ahead. <laughs> but my, that's my whole point, is like my expectations are so insanely low when I watch the WWE once a month that when they have a show like that, I'm pretty, you know, like because I go into it knowing like there's not going to be any real surprises for the Royal Rumble because why would there be? No one wants to come work for them. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no, like, there's no, uh, like, Ronda uh, Rousey, I, I, I called that from a mile away. I was like, she'll, if she's at this show, she'll be in the Royal Rumble and she'll win the match. Because even she to this rough, day, bro. She won, but the sad truth of it is, is this, and this is a conversation we don't have to have because this will take an entire show in itself. We talked about right it in an hour. But they, <laughs> but no, but, but they are still in a position where Ronda Rousey, after not being seen or heard from in, in multiple years, whether y'all like it or not, who are WWE fans listening to this, she's more famous than everyone else you have access to on that entire show. So as long as she's there, she's getting title matches. As long as Brock's there, he's in the same boat. He's getting title matches. If John Cena's around, he's going to be featured in the main event or something that has to do with the title. There, there are real, quote unquote, as far as the WWE is concerned, there are real stars and there's very few of them. They consider Roman Reigns to be one, even though he's still way, 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 way lower than like John Cena and like the grand scheme of things. But the point is, as of right now, the people they have access to, Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar are actual stars. Roman Reigns is trying to be a star. And then there's everybody else on the show. So you got to go into their shows with that expectation or don't watch it. That's that's the only advice I can give you is like if you if you're watching the show thinking that your favorites like Ricochet and Kevin Owens and. And all these guys, like, Finn Balor wasn't even on the show. These, like, it's not going to happen for them. Like, stop having this hope that, like, it's going to happen for your favorite wrestlers. If Brock Lesnar's there, he's the star of the show. If Ronda Rousey's there, she's the star of the show. Like, if Charlotte Flair is there, she's the star. Charlotte, she's always winning the title, blah, blah. Yeah, because they think she's a star and that no one else is. Like, it's that simple. So, like, you know, so so what they gave me on the show, exceeded my – it exceeded my very, very, very low expectations for the show. So I actually had a pretty, pretty good time watching it. Okay, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
First thing is I went to Fitterman on Saturday and I got there like around like 9 a.m. And I got to meet um, Ray Lewis, Luke Rockhold and Jose Canseco. And if you guys want to see those pictures, they're on our Instagram account that you guys can look at. It's the link to the, at the bottom. Check it out because um, the next day I met The Undertaker and Vince Young. So there's a lot of cool pictures there. But uh, I was really tired. And I got home like around four o'clock because Pasadena is like a good hour and a half from me or so. Uh, so I got home around like four o'clock. I crashed on the couch. I woke up at like seven twelve, and Roman was in the ring. So and he was about to face Seth because I, I saw the Seth entrance of the Shield. And this is the thing too, man. I WWE fans, man, y'all, you guys, you're so desperate for them to be good again. That anything remotely like cool, you make it out like it is the greatest thing of all time. So Seth's music hits and it's like, or the Shield music hits and Seth comes out. But the thing that I thought was kind of annoying was that Seth wasn't dressed up like, like he was dressed up like the Shield, but he was acting still like that stupid whatever he is. Um, and so it was kind of like a, a mix. Um, of like uh, what is his gimmick called? Because he was the he, he, he was the wrestling the, Rollins, but he's the drip <laughs> god or whatever. Yeah. Like, and he was the wrestling messiah before that, and whatever. And he's just laughing like the whole time he's coming out. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's the coolest thing ever!" Oh my god, I'm marking out. Like, who cares? He came out to the <laughs> shield. Like, and then they're like. Oh, the head games that Seth is playing with Roman. Roman's now doubting himself. Like, you really think music is going to be the thing that's going to make Roman lose? Like, it's just stupid. And then it was full-on Seth domination. Like, Seth was completely dominating that match, hitting all his finishers and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Roman kicks out of everything. And then Roman dominates the match and gets himself DQ'd. So you have these people... Wanting to admit that this is like the greatest thing they've ever seen because Seth came out to the Shield theme and dressed up like the Shield, and they left super pissed because it ended in a DQ, right? So right there with Roman, he has he okay, whatever. And then we go on to the women's Royal Rumble, which oh my crap, was awful. And Ronda's surprise was not a surprise because it was reported that she shot signed the day before. And when she comes out, she's like all badass walking down the ring, cool. And then she gets in the ring and she's just kind of like, and like her timing is off. She looks like, where do I go? Oh, you over here. Like it looked like crap. And then do you remember the days in the Royal Rumble when it was like down to the final two and it was like actually like a battle? Like, Mm -hmm. And you had, like, a good two minutes. Like, Ronda's like, come on, Charlotte, let's go. The very first kick, she could barely throw her over the freaking ring. She throws her over the ring, she wins. No suspense, no buildup, no almost being thrown out, nothing. Just lazy, lazy. So, I thought that sucked. And then, uh, where, where, <laughs> what was it? The edge and freaking whatever oh, yeah. uh, crap. Don't yeah. care about any of that. And then Bobby Lashley and Brock, like, 
everybody's been dying for that match, right? Like that was the whole point. We've been an amazing video package, great story, build-up's great. We're finally getting this match. It's power moves like we expected. And then here comes Roman. And Roman uh, gets uh, Spears Brock. And if you couldn't see from a mile away that Heyman was going to give him that belt, then you haven't been watching wrestling <coughs> for probably maybe six months. So gives him the belt, hits Brock. And at that moment, I'm like, dude, Brock is going to enter in the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble. Like you, you knew right then and there. So all suspense is gone. There's no buildup. There's no nothing. There's no surprise of like, oh, my God, who could win, whatever. So you take that off the table, and then the Men's Royal Rumble is total crap. You have to admit this, though. And maybe you won't. Maybe you didn't think it is bad. But, like, I didn't realize how bad their roster was. Oh, yeah. Like, midway through, and they had, like, they eliminated AJ Styles, and they literally had nobody in the ring but, like, jobbers. Yeah, and like Mad, just, Mad Cat Moss eliminated AJ Styles. Yeah, which, by the way, first time I ever seen him wrestle. I never heard the guy. And I never heard of the Reg, whatever. The, the oh, Reginald. Sh- yeah. Seamus is, uh, no, Seamus oh, is the protege. Oh, Ridge Holland, yes. Ridge Holland, never heard of him. Um, yes. And I was just like, wow, this is really bad. Like, they don't even have a roster. And... Of course, Brock comes in and freaking wins the Royal Rumble, and we were we're done. I mean, the show—I thought the show was terrible. Um, <coughs> Jeff Atwood, I'll, I'll agree with you on. I thought Becky Lynch and Piper and F, or sorry, Dewdrop was actually pretty good. Like that was a pretty mm-hmm. decent match. It was okay. I forgot about that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just—it just you know, just it wasn't bad. I don't think. Um. I don't think Piper's over at all. I think the crowd was completely dead for that match because of so. Yeah. Oh, no, the crowd was definitely dead. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, like, you know, it was a little better. It was better than I expected it to be. I didn't have – but once again, this is – across the board, my expectations were so insanely low. Like, I, I'm my, not – My <laughs> expectations are low, and I'm even blown away by how bad it is. Yeah. And, like – and the, you know, like I met Undertaker, on, and like I was around a bunch of WWE dorks, and I mean these guys, man, God bless them. They just they don't get it. They really don't get it. They just they think of it just one way, and it just the the WWE way. And I, you know, I what 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 can you well, say? Well, kind of to your point though, from before, like like I just I mentioned, you know, I, I called the entire show before it happened and hadn't watched the show in a month, and. And you, you know, you said like, you know, you thought Brock was going to win the Royal Rumble right when you saw, um, you know, Roman costume and all this. I, yep. But I bet you a bunch of six year old kids didn't see it coming. Yeah. And that's the whole point for them. It's yeah. all that matters to them is that like some, all these kids were probably like, oh man, Brock's not going to be at WrestleMania anymore. Man, I can't believe it. And then And then he came out at number 30 and they went crazy and then he won. Yeah. I can't believe he was in the World Rumble. He just lost earlier today. Now he's in the World Rumble. And, I, and not only that, Doug, did you see that at uh, in Saudi Arabia at the Elimination Chamber, oh, yeah. Brock Lesnar's in the WWE title match for that now too. Yeah. But but it's already like Unified set in stone. Adults. 
unified. But, but, but it's already set in stone that Roman and Brock is WrestleMania. Like, no yep. matter what. Yep. So, yeah. So, Brock very well, like, if if they did all of that, like, they, they take the belt right back off Lashley, put it right back on Roman, or sorry, right back on Brock, and we're, like, right back to where we were before the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, that's exactly and, what they're going to do, <laughs> Steve. That's what I was saying. That's exactly what they're going to do. And then they're going to be so many people online like, damn, dude, Bobby deserves better. Like, this is, they know what they, this is, this is why I have such a hard time with um, Ali because it's like, dude, you know what this company was and you keep signing with them. That is your fault. Sami Zayn has complained about the WWE before. And what does he do? He signs a new contract. Like, dude, you know what they are, and yet you keep going over there. That that's you. That's what happens. Now you deal with the consequences. Yeah, no, I agree. And I don't know when the last time Ali signed. I don't know how recent he was, but there is this other side of it, of course, where like they can fire you at any point, but you can't quit. But you're an independent yeah. contractor, but you're not. You're not. You're an employee, but you're an employee benefit. So like it is. You're- you absolutely are not an independent contractor. I mean, right. We, we've established that. Like, And I feel the same way about the UFC. Like, I think yep. if it's in your contract that they can cut you at any time and not pay you the rest of your money, then you can quit whenever you want to. Like, yeah. um, but that isn't how it is. And, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily know how I should feel about Ali because I don't know how recently he signed, but I would feel that way if like, for instance, if like Kevin Owens started tweeting, uh, about how you know it isn't cool that he's losing Austin Theory clean on on Monday and stuff. It's like you just resigned, dude. Like yep. you knew what you were signing up for. Yep. Like like Dolph Ziggler, he's not allowed to complain on Twitter because he's getting paid millions of dollars a year and he keeps resigning. So like yep. that just is what it is. Like you have chosen to do this. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I'll I'll, I'll say this though. Um, a wild card prediction potentially. I think there is an outside chance that Riddle wins the Elimination Chamber and wins the WWE title. Very, very slim, but outside mm-hmm. chance, because I could see them doing Riddle and Orton for the title at WrestleMania. See, I feel like if they do that, then Orton would need to be the champion, because then it's like he, the young guy going after the older guy, yeah. and like Orton would want to put him over more so as the champion, you know, like he beat me. Which, no, I honestly, agree. I would but, like that. I would like that story. I would like that build up. I would like the match. Like if that, if it was Roman and Brock and Orton and Riddle for the two title matches, like I think that's pretty solid. <laughs> Steven, this isn't the '90s as 49ers fan. What did I say that was that was that would have been in the '90s? I have no idea. What are you talking about, 49ers fan? I love the 90s, so, I mean, I very well could have said something that would have made sense for the 90s. Anybody that grew up in the 90s (laughs) absolutely loves the 90s, okay? But, yeah, it's just just so frustrating. Not frustrating because it doesn't affect me, but it's like, just as a wrestling fan, it's like, God, dude, you guys do so much better. This is just dumb. But what happens is, is you haven't watched it over a month, it's on TV. You're seeing these amazing video packages. It's in front of like 40,000 people. You got this amazing production. You're like, you know what? This might not be too bad. I'm just going to kick back and watch wrestling. It's fine. And then they do something so stupid. And you're just like, oh, my God. This is why I don't watch this stuff. You know what I mean? So Yeah. When I think the icing on the cake for the Roman and Seth thing was not only was it a DQ, 
that pissed everybody off. Like, it was only a DQ because Seth Rollins was choked out unconscious and his hand landed on the bottom rope. Like, he got beat. Like, yeah. like, like he, like he, it was a DQ out of complete technicality. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and they, and they just didn't want to have him job. Like it's just, yeah. it's stupid. But, but my thing is why not? Like what, like what, I totally what, agree. What, what, what's so important down the pipeline right now for Seth Rollins that he couldn't take that L to Roman Reigns. Who's the only, who's the only quote unquote real star you have on a consistent basis. Like, it just <laughs> I, I totally agree. I mean, the only thing I could think of is if they have future plans for Seth later on down the road. I mean, I I don't know. I don't. It, it's it's kind of weird to me that like they love Seth so much because I feel like Seth isn't necessarily their type of guy, but yet he has just found a way to stick around and stay in the main event. And I mean, props to him for that. But it just it's uh usually guys like him don't make it. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, he's still a great worker. Like, he's no, no, really, sure. really great. I mean, so it's like... I mean, but there's a lot mean. of great workers yeah. they don't like, you know? Well, yeah, there, I mean, he, he could very easily be in, like, a Kevin Rowans or, like, Cesaro-type situation right. where he's just a really good wrestler and they never really do anything with him. Um, I I totally agree. And then also, we didn't bring up uh, the return of the greatest wrestler in the world at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, According to the WWE, he's the greatest wrestler in the world, right? He won that big trophy that, that proved that. Yeah. So, um, I heard rumors that he might be in one of the title matches at WrestleMania. I've heard that he could be facing Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Bobby Lashley or possibly Seth Rollins. And like, yeah. No. Yeah. It's over. It's over. It and- just doesn't matter. I know, I know, and it's also what <laughs> they think, right? So if Shane is if Shane is a huge superstar, then 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 he's gonna get a huge match. And I mean, I just it is what but, it is. This is know what, th- go ahead. I was gonna say Shane McMahon. This is so pathetic. I'm gonna say this, but it's just like it, to a very similar degree as like a, a Lesnar or Rousey, like Shane McMahon is still a more well-known name than anyone else that they have. <laughs> like, to this day, I guarantee you, if you, if you just asked anyone who grew up in the 90s who didn't even really pay attention to wrestling, if you brought up Shane McMahon, they'd probably know who you're talking about, or they oh, here comes the money. Like, they know something about Shane McMahon. They get pumped up to hear Shane McMahon. They got no clue who Sami Zayn is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm, like, just for an, an example. Like, yep. How about this, though? Like, what are they doing with your boy Almas? Oh, he'll be the champion by the end of 2022. But I champions. mean, like, you you literally put him with AJ this whole entire time. You don't even give it a pay-per-view feud. You don't, like, it's just kind of whatever. And then, like, he got eliminated in the Royal Rumble when he could have dominated for a really long time. It just, I feel like he's going to get he's going to just not do well there at all. Like, I think they're just going to end up moving on and we're going to end up suffering <clears throat> through this long drawn out process. And it's just not going to work. Yeah. I mean, that's possible too. It's, it's totally possible that like they've done their trial run and like they realize he just isn't good. And like, they just can't spend that much time developing him. But I think it's still possible because didn't like a whole bunch of people eliminate him. Like it was like a lot of people. Oh yeah, was, a lot of people. Like, he just didn't have a lot of time to shine and like really look I, like a dominant guy. I 
I honestly think, and this is just me, I, I could be totally off, but I think they're saving anything that has to do with him and Brock Lesnar crossing pads. Like, like I'm, I'm just, or, or even really I mean, any I'm, of those I'm guys, like a Lashley. I'm literally getting nauseous thinking about it. Yeah, but, I, but it, well, I'll, I'll say not just Lash, not just Lesnar though, but like Lashley. Like I think there's a reason he didn't interact with any of like the top people that they have because I think that there will be a time this year where you know Omos either beats Lashley or or at the at the very very least at the very least they'll get a moment of Brock Lesnar f fiving Omos. Like that'll be the big payoff for him eventually, or something. Like he gets F five by Brock, and it looks really impressive, or something. But like, and loses, you know. But like, I, it just doesn't matter. I don't know why we're even talking about it as long as we're talking about it. <laughs> because it's fun to make fun of crap, and that is you can go all oh, day on that stuff. Well, speaking of, Kogan mentioned something that had to do with Kofi botching at me. I forgot all about that at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Appreciate the super chat, Kogan. Uh, yeah. This might sound mean, but I've gotten so sick of those safe spots happening every year that I was selfishly happy when Kofi botched it. Laugh out loud. I honestly felt like that was the sign that like Kofi is washed. Like it's just he's gotten old, and it's not. He can't do what he used to do. I mean, granted, it was just kind of like a slip spot, but and he got high up in the air enough to do it. But it's kind of like what we've been thinking, like not what we've been thinking, but like, you know, he's always injured and he's just he's just kind of breaking down and then he couldn't do his signature spot. And I just kind of felt like bad for him. I just was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, I, I don't think he's washed, but I also like, well, I don't know what he was going for like he was he trying to land chest first on That's the what it looked like. barricade and just like stall himself with his feet in the air just just eat it to the chest like that was that seemed risky as hell um <clears throat> and then they they didn't have to even show the replay to like emphasize that he missed that like his feet touched they could have just like just like they what? did with the fake crowd noise and stuff they could have just said it didn't happen and then, uh, it was then, almost like they didn't know what to do. They, they were didn't know what to do for the next 90 uh, seconds. The next 90 yeah. seconds, they didn't do anything in the ring. They just walked around kicking each other in the chest. Like, what do we do? Because it was probably a minute and a half of Kofi, like, scaling the barricade and jumping onto the ring steps and probably using props. And it's like, and, <laughs> and then when they show that he got eliminated, like, the announcers act like they just saw a tragedy. They're just like, oh, no. Oh, he's eliminated then. Okay. <laughs> Like, uh, it was rough. Yeah. Oh, and how about Big E, huh? What an impressive uh, run he had, oh, yeah. huh? That guy's never sniffing the WWE title oh, ever. Oh, oh my God. And, and, it, and it isn't his fault at all. It's so sad. No. Like, that dude did everything he could getting out there to the mainstream media in the boxing matches and the college game days. And he had good matches for what he was able to do. He's an athletic guy. He's a good-looking dude. He's a good representative of your company. He's a great talker. All these things. None of this is his fault, but he's nope. never going to be WWE champion again. Nope. Like just like how Kofi's never going to be WWE champion again. Just, just what the WWE does is they sour on people and then they go, "See ya." We're just going to go right back to Brock. Yep. Like that's all they got to. That's all they 100%. keep doing. Like it doesn't matter who 100%. it is. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter how over you are or anything. It's just like they they have their mindset. Big E is not a star. That's how they see it. They gave him a very very small chance. They are back to Brock. That's, and what's crazy what is, is the fans viewed Big E at one point the guy to beat Roman. 
Like that's how yeah. much like belief that the fan base had in Big E. And I remember when people were so happy when the title at Raw. It's like, man, sometimes these big victories that you look at are actually defeats. Because if if they're only giving this guy the title on a Raw, the expectation is never going to be that high. This is a throwaway title reign is the way they view it. You know what I mean? And it's sometimes it's like you need to look at the bigger picture. The reason people marked out for Kofi was because he got it at Mania. It's a Mania moment. It's going to be remembered in history. People aren't going to remember Big E winning the title at Raw. Yeah, it's unfortunate uh, <clears throat> for a lot of reasons. Alexander Fitzgerald mentioned Mickey James with the Impact title. That was cool um, at the Royal Rumble when she came out. He went out to Hardcore Country, her her non WWE theme music, which was cool. And they said it said Impact Knockouts Champion on the graphic, and they referred to it, and she wore it, and so that was cool. That was something I never thought I'd see in my life: an Impact World Championship on WWE television. So, give me a percentage of how much you thought Cody could possibly show up in that match. Uh, like one percent. Man, I was I was I, I, was I wasn't at, sold at all. I was at five yeah. percent. I was at five well, percent, and when yeah. it was over, I was just like, "Okay, good. He's not going. Thank God." If I was him, though, I know he trolled and, like, pretend like he was on a plane, like, overlooking St. Louis and stuff. Well, and then the, that promo after he lost to Sammy that aired yeah. on, um, you know, he was talking about the Sean Ross Sapp report and talking about how it's true he's on a handshake deal and he doesn't know what's going to happen. It's the biggest week in wrestling. All this stuff, it was kind of like, hmm, and he just lost. Like, what's going on? You know what yeah. I mean? And I so, think that was completely by design, just like all the other stuff Cody's doing lately. Like, it's all, this is all calculated, a, a calculated troll, essentially, to get the rea- these reactions from people. And it's working over and over and over again. There's all these people who thought he was going to actually show up to the Royal Rumble. And, like, that's what that's what they wanted. They wanted people talking about, will Cody show up at the Royal Rumble? I mean, yep. so. I agree. <laughs> And and that, one more thing, like how about AJ coming out number one, showing he can absolutely still go in the ring, and they've done absolutely nothing with him for over a year. Like just pisses me off. Like this is the last years of AJ's career. Like can we get can we get an AJ Edge match? Can we get a AJ you know Seth Rollins feud? Can we get some good stuff on the way out? You know what I mean? Like. So over this company, so <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, I don't really have to pay much attention until Elimination Chamber. That'll be a whole thing in itself because everyone will talk all this shit about them going to Saudi Arabia, but watch the show anyways. So, oh yeah, um, for sure. You know, I I didn't watch the last few of them. Um, it's funny because I didn't I I didn't watch Undertaker and Goldberg that one. And then so, I went back and watched it because I was like, there's no way it's as bad as people are saying it was. No, oh, so it's like, bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was that was pathetic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I, I don't know. Uh, WrestleMania, I really, my my hype level couldn't really be any lower. Um, Brock and Roman is going to be good, but, I mean, we've seen it a bunch. And, like, yeah, it's a little different because Roman's the, the heel and Brock's the baby face, but... I mean, that's really the only thing that looks like it's going to be on WrestleMania that I have, like, any... Like, it looks... 
I, I want it to be Rhonda and Becky and Charlotte versus Lita. I know that they said they're going to do Lita versus Becky at Elimination Chamber. Um, but everyone keeps talking like it's going to be Charlotte versus Rhonda and Mania, which I could see too. I mean, it totally makes sense, but I think it's Charlotte and Rhonda because it came down to those two and Rhonda eliminated Charlotte and Becky's now feuding with Lita. It just, it makes sense to me that, I mean, yes, Becky will be available for Mania, but like for now, I just feel like Rhonda's going to want to face Charlotte. I think that's the, the way they go. <clears throat> but also I noticed like during the Rumble match when Lita and Becky were, or sorry, when Lita and Charlotte were in the ring together, they did like the pan out where like the WrestleMania sign was like behind the two of them and Charlotte eliminated Lita from the Royal Rumble. So like there's seeds planted there too, but either way, like that's a pretty good problem to have though. If I'm being honest, like I don't know how good Lita is anymore. She kind of seems a little iffy to me with some of the stuff yeah. she does in the ring now. But it's still Lita, and that's still cool as far as I'm right. concerned. Um, I love Charlotte. <laughs> I think Becky's really, really, really good too. Like I, I'm one of the few people that I, I, I think Charlotte's better than Becky, but that's just me personally. Um, but Becky's way up there. Um, so you got the two of them and Ronda. Sorry, Ronda, Charlotte, uh, Becky, and Lita. I mean, those are those are four pretty pretty big time wrestlers there. And then, you know, Bianca is, is the other one everyone <laughs> keeps bringing up. And I'm all for it. I mean, Bianca is, is very – let me put it this way. When Bianca got into the Royal Rumble, that really showed me, like, oh, yeah, she is, like, a lot better than, like, most of the other girls here. Like, Because, sure. like, she looks so much better than everyone she was wrestling. And I was like, okay, I, I get the hype for Bianca. I thought her match with Sasha was really good at WrestleMania last year and stuff. Like, I, I'm for them – continuing to push Bianca and have her as a, as a top uh, a star, especially because be they, the fans want some sort of resolution because Becky beat her so fast for the title and all this stuff. But unfortunately, I think she's in the same boat as Big E and Lashley. Sorry, yeah. Big E and um, like Kofi. I, I, and maybe even Lashley, to be honest, with, with his title. They'll sa they, they, at some point, they soured on her just enough She's not. She's not a star anymore. Like I think, I think that Beck. I think Bianca has the talent for sure that they can do Bianca and Becky at WrestleMania, and the story is there and it makes sense. Then that should be good. But I would, I would bet that <clears throat> that she isn't in a title match because they they probably just they they probably just given up on her at that level, and that's it's unfortunate, but that's just what they do. I was surprised to see Sasha get eliminated so easily as well. I thought that one was pretty interesting. So. Maybe they're done with her also. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, what did ba you think Bailey. of the idea? Yeah, yeah, well, Bailey's been – she had a torn ACL, right. so she's been out for a while. What did you think of the idea of um, Lita possibly going to AEW where she was actually in contract talks with them? That's a little different. Um Like, I'm, I'm for it because I'm a Lita fan, and she brings definitely, like, a star value. Right. But – in AEW, it's much more important than it is in WWE that you can go in the ring. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think in the WWE, they can have the style of match <clears throat> where someone like Charlotte or Becky can like really protect her to where like Lita's really only got to do a few things, do her Hurricane Rana, her Twist of Fate, a Moonsault, that kind of stuff, and people will be happy. <clears throat> in AEW, you'd have to go out there with like Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb and these kind of women that are like, 
that really go. And like, if you can't go to like, you're going to be left behind probably. So, yeah. Uh, so I guess at the end of the day, like I'm for it if she can still go, but like, it's just, it's, it's much more important. I think in AEW that, that, that she, she can't just do her greatest. It, Sting is kind of an exception, I guess, because he kind of goes out there and just does his greatest hits. But I'm also not going to sit here and pretend that Lita's on the same level as Sting. As much as I love Lita, Sting is... I mean, also, Sting is a legitimate icon in wrestling. Sting's in a tag match. So, yeah. like, it's not as... It, you know, it's a lot easier to hide. I think if Lita was to sign with AEW, she's feuding with Britt Baker right off the bat. Right. But, yeah. So... It would be just how her and Britt would have chemistry in the ring. And, I mean, Britt's not incredible in the ring. So, I mean, I could definitely see it being sloppy and I don't know. But yeah, I did think it was yeah. interesting that the, that was, like, even in consideration. So Yeah. No, I feel the same way, though, because, like, Britt, Britt's the most over that they have. Yeah, by far. But she's still not in the same league as, as Serena and Thunder Rosa as far as I'm concerned, like, in the ring. Like she's yeah. good in the ring and she's constantly improving in the ring. I like Britt and I, I've said a thousand times. I think she's the right person to be the AEW women's champion right now. I'm a, I'm a fan, but, um, but yeah, Lita versus Britt Baker is much different than Lita versus Thunder Rosa, for instance. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a different thing. So yeah, it's interesting. So this made me think when I was watching this horrid, no star power Royal Rumble. Like, how dope would an AEW Royal Rumble be? Yeah, that'd be sick. Like, I think like and I'm not talking whole... about that casino battle royal yeah. crap. I'm talking like a legit 30-man <laughs> Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would love something like that. I think yeah. it would be incredible. And I think they honestly should think about doing it. And, and they would have legit surprises it. too. Like Tony Yo, would have like cool you could have Nick Gage easily in something like that. You know what I mean? Or something that's just like an indie guy or a New Japan guy. Yeah. Like Okada, the place yeah. would just Shibata. go nuts. Yeah, like there's a lot of and, and honestly, that'd be an easy way for Shibata to get in the ring and not get hurt. Yeah. Um. So there'd be a lot of ways that you could pull that off, and I just think that yeah, it's copying. But, I mean, what the hell is War Games? You know what I mean? Like, Blood and Guts is War Games. It's the same thing. So, I, I really think they should consider it because they have a ton of stars. I mean, imagine if, like, CM Punk gets, like, he cleans house, right? Because this is why I loved back in the day was, like, you know, it'd be, like, Stone Cold's waiting in the ring for the next person and Triple H's music hits and stuff like that. Like, they didn't do any of that stuff in these Royal Rumbles. Um and, and like if, if they had like Brian Danielson or CM Punk cleans house and then Brian Danielson's music hits and like there's a way to set up like all these dream match scenario ideas and I just think it would be really dope. They should should really think about doing something like that. Yeah, I totally agree. Like the only thing that they're risking, like you already mentioned, is people will draw the comparison and say that they're they're ripping off a WWE idea or whatever. But like, who cares if the match is good? You know, right. Call call whatever you want. You know, I would almost say it'd be cool to see like a World War Three type thing with like the multiple rings and like just filled with like a hundred people or whatever. <laughs> but but it but it but it takes away the excitement of like the who's coming out next aspect right. that the Royal Rumble has. So and it's also such a nightmare camera wise to follow yeah. the action. Like is yeah. 
it sounded really cool as a kid, but then like when you go back and watch it, you're like, man, I want them to go back to that ring where they got Macho Man over there. Yeah, over there. and then they'd have to keep like consolidating after like certain people got eliminated. They have to like all get like into another ring together and then like move into like the third ring together and like yeah, yeah. it was it was never the concept was incredible, but it never right. came off. Um, and then it was always weird when you were watching the show like, just the regular matches, because, like, there's these extra rings there, so, like, I mean, they do it for War Games, too, I guess, and it doesn't really affect anything, but. Can he go in the distance in the Rumble? Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, that would be. There's a lot of cool things. I mean, the Rumble used to make stars. The Rumble used to be something that really, like, was a way to elevate people, and now it's just become, like, a gimmick to get somebody a title shot at WrestleMania. Like, that's really all it is now. I I've always hated number thirty winning. I think it's the yeah. biggest bunch of crap, and they do that all the time with the bigger names. You know what I mean? When, so, when they and they didn't for so long. They waited until like just a few years ago to start having number thirties winning that too. Because like, yep, because of that. Now they just don't care. Now it's just they don't like care at all. Now it's just like, all right, we'll save the big surprise for thirty. They'll win it, and like, that's what the fans get. As, as right. my as my friend Joseph Holbert would say, you get what you get. I suppose. Yep, and that's pretty much what WWE is all about. Did we cover everything that we needed to cover, or was um, you know? I have one. I have one yeah. thing I wanted to talk about. Um, it's figure related. Okay. So the Supremes that are coming out, which are like the Ultimates, yep. They have come up with a genius idea that I did not know that they did until today. They are going to have another set of legs, like of the body. So like Cody's going to have two different tights because you can just take the torso off and put it on each one. Yeah. So now you'll have two sets of tights for the figure as well, plus multiple heads, arms, hands, I, the I whole hate nine. this because now I'm going to have to get multiples to be the different figures. But think about that, though. How about this? They're $43. So if you buy two, you're almost spending $100. I, I, I know. I don't like that. I like. I and, think they're going to be incredible figures. Yes. But And Series 2 is supposed to be Kenny Omega and Malachi Black because GameStop has uh, actually shown the pre-orders for Series 2 of the Supremes. So Series 1 is just Cody? Cody and Britt Baker. Oh, oh, that's right. Robert was in that. Okay. So you're saying they're doing multiple heads, and then they're going to come with two... Is it going to be the same trunks just painted different, or like two completely different sets of like think, bottom halves? I think it's going to be two sets of bottom halves, but I mean, it could be painted different, but it's just yeah. going to be where like whatever Cody wore one night, and then Cody wore these, this, and you can switch them out, whatever you want to do. I mean... That's smart. That's very smart for Jeremy Pidauer over there at Jazz yep. Bears. If you happen I to see it was, this. I thought it was very smart. It's smart, but it's going to kill our wallets, dude. Because <laughs> there's, because that, that they're putting, that's putting out two figures at once, but you have to buy two to be able to, to do it. Cause if it's it gives you to options too, though. Like if you just like this yeah. better than the other one, you know what I mean? But you can only display. I guess it depends on how you look at it as a collector. But you could also buy like a cheap unrivaled Cody for like twenty dollars, 
and then put that torso onto that other torso and there's multiple heads you could do that you know what i mean but you're still buying two figures to be able to use the the bottoms of your supreme man neck has been neck has been doing that for a while like it's just it's part of the hustle well the way that i'll have to look at it is that regardless because if you can only display one if you have i mean if you only buy one you'd only be able to display it one way and i guess the way that you gotta look at it at least the way i'm gonna look at it <clears throat> is that, like, as far as my collection goes, if I get the Cody, I have the Supreme Cody. I can only yeah. display it one way, but, like, I've collected that figure. Like, right. you know, um, even though I'd like to be able to display them in both in both trunks, if they're going to come with two <laughs> trunks. I mean, I'm not the kind of guy, I'm not crazy enough, like, some of these people, like, our friend Kyle Peterson, the Larry Bird yep. action figure collecting, uh, use code yep. Kyle on Ringside Collectibles, but... Like, he'll buy, like, if a figure comes with, with three heads, a lot of the time he'll buy three of those figures so he can display all three head sculpts. Yep. I'm not some that will, crazy. Some will but. buy one box just for the figure, then another one so they can have the two figures, then one more for mint on box. Right. So that's like 150 bucks for one guy. Yeah, I, that's not... I can't even I can't even think about going down that path. Um speaking of tomorrow, um after I go to do my my weekly thing at Dave and Buster's, I will uh go and look. I told you I found series seven unrivaled, like yeah. in this one Walmart near me. There was like there was like fifty AEW figures there, man. It was like it but it was all series seven for the most part. There was a wow. couple of randoms but like, so I picked up a Lance Archer. <laughs> I I want to get the That's rest. That's the only of them. one I can't find. I found the Bucks. I found Nyla. I've seen FTR. I have never seen a Lance Archer yet. I I think. I mean, I'm going to get all of them, uh, but I almost want to play the long game with some of them because, like, I think Nyla and FTR are going to warm the pegs. I agree. And and, and I think the Young Bucks probably will too because they've already had multiples. Yeah, and and Nyla, I'm only saying because the the female figure is just that's what has happened. It isn't being sexist or an asshole or anything. Like it's it's yeah. a fact. Like if you go to any retail store right now and go to wrestling figures, it isn't just AEW. Like it's you. I guarantee you, there's Rehos and there's Britt Bakers and there's Sheetas and like, but there but you can't find hardly any of the males. Like it just. I mean, Kyle, Kyle has said this multiple times that you put your money where, where your mouth is. And he's like, a lot of these female wrestling figures are on the shelves. Yeah. They just don't sell well, but it's, but once again, this, to give another good example on the flip side, it's the same reason that like, if you're looking at like Barbie dolls, for instance, most of the female Barbies are gone because it's mainly little girls playing with those. And a lot yep. of like the, the male and more like masculine type figures are, are those are the ones that don't sell well for that. Right. Idea. So like it's, right. it isn't like, it isn't like a sexist thing. It's just simply there's more, there's more boys playing with wrestling figures and they're going to be more drawn in most cases to getting other boy figures. Um, and for that reason, that's why I'm like torn because I saw that Nyla Rose at one point was only like thirteen dollars on Ringside Collectibles. Like I don't want to yep. pay close to thirty if I know I can get it for closer to like thirteen. So like, yep. um, and FTR 
their head scans are so bad and like yep. that I just I, I part of me only wants them because I want another set of the tag titles. <laughs> but yeah. but um and I want them because I have a signed FTR eight by ten on my display and I could put them right in front of it and then it'll look really cool. But right. I feel like they're not going to sell because people, even if they're FTR fans, people look at those and they're like, "It doesn't really look like them." I'll just get the I'll just get the WWE elites that look like them if I want these guys. So, yeah. um, but that said, I will get all of them eventually. Like I need those young bucks for my display, even though I've got all the other young bucks already. Um, because I have one of my shelves is just champions, and I have my young bucks. The original ones are displayed where I have just series one on a shelf. The original, the quote unquote, the pale series one and then i have the young bucks displayed with the rest of the elite like cody and and hangman and omega and stuff so i need another set of young bucks with tag but i gotta get them tag titles too and they don't how have we had three sets of young bucks and none of them come with tag team titles yeah i know right anyways those are first problems these are action figure collecting problems i'm gonna go look tomorrow and see if I'm going to try a Walmart chew, I think, and just see if I can come across that luminary sting. Because apparently everyone but me has been able to find one. I know. I got <laughs> so frustrated. I was so over it. And then I went there, right? I saw it at Fitterman. And it was the, the demolition was there set up. Like the, mm-hmm. the actual demolition guys, they were just like, you know, there for autographs and, and pictures and stuff. But like, you know, they're, they're paying. The vendor is providing them. And the vendor had a bunch of action figures. And so... When I got there, I saw a stack of three of those things, and they were $45 each. But when you're there, you don't have to pay taxes or anything. It's just 45 straight up. So you're really and only so, up charging, like, maybe $10. Right. So I was yeah. just like, whatever. So, but, but I didn't get it. So I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to do my thing. And then at the end of my day, I'm going to go over there and see if they have any left. Because I'm not in a super hurry to spend $45, but it's tempting. So I went over there after everything was done, and they had one, and it was $45, and I was just like, no, screw yeah. it, I'm getting it. Yeah. So I got it. and But I'm telling you, man, the, the one that you have, that thing is yeah. hard to find. I know. And it's pissing me off. Like, <laughs> I want that one more than the one that I have, the Walmart one. And it's like, a guy, the other day I saw him, he's like, yeah, I've got one 65 shipped. I'm like, man, blow blow it out your ass. I'm not paying that type of money. And then, um, but like I ringside doesn't have any, like you can't order it. Everybody's way up charging. Um, I mean, what were you thinking not getting that on pre-order? I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, you I, got, I really did you get Wardlow or anything from that set? I haven't, I mean, I have nothing from that no. set yet. Okay. No. But I, I, I was just holding off because I because the way that they've been hitting retail, I was just like, yeah. we'll see. And I figured that I would just order it, it once it became available and no big deal. But I mean, it it's such a hot seller. Like it's wiped out. Yeah. Part of me. I mean, I don't regret taking it out of the box because I wouldn't sell it anyways. And it looks so good displayed next to my Darby. But like right. I won't take I won't take the uh the luminary one out the uh or the other one the the walmart exclusive whenever i get that i'll keep that in the box um but yeah i i i don't know what i think i saw i think in one of the groups that we're in i think i saw somebody who has found a few of those things at retail i think it could be oh, wrong yeah. they found them and they found no 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 them no, I'm Chase. Not, no 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 i'm not, oh yeah i'm not okay i was yeah i was talking about um like the one that i have not the yeah. dark. No, they yeah. found both. Yeah. They found the chase and that sting. And 
I'm just like, where? And then they're like, oh, I found it in Houston. I'm like, up oh, yours. Oh, you know right what I mean? Right from you. <laughs> well, you know how tough it was for me when you sent me that video of Darby signing a, a, oh, a figure? Oh, yeah. And the, the place is an hour from me, and I was like, if I leave right now, like, it, I might get there first. And I'm glad I didn't because, like, 35 minutes later, yep. I saw I someone it. had posted that he that he got it. I was like, I wouldn't have even been there on time. Like, I'm glad I didn't disappoint myself like that. But if I was within, like, a 30-minute trip of that, I, I would have for sure went and tried to get it. 75 down the freeway. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Listening to Darby <laughs> Allen's theme song in my truck. Um, but, but, yeah, I, so – Hopefully I'll have some luck on some of this stuff. Cause like you said, that was my same exact mindset. That's the reason I didn't pre-order series seven uh, is because I was like, I, these will pop up in stores and I'm not going to pay the shipping and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think I need to pay attention though. Like what really has potential <laughs> to be a problem. So like, to me, like the sting and then the Jericho, um, uh, pain maker, I think those are going to be a problem. I think those are going to be tough to get. So I'm going to pay attention more on the set. The next set, I might order the whole thing because it's stacked. The Dark Order? No, not that one. The Uh, Eddie Kingston, Will Hobbs, Christian, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage, and Thunder Rosa. It's like (laughs) six. Was that CM Punk in that one or he's one after that? Yeah, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian Cage is one I forgot you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a they're all new. They're all that's a stacked one. So I might have to get the whole set. When I and I saw the Dark Order set comes with like upper deck cards or something in there. Yeah. Yep. That's that's Jeremy freaking Padauer. Yeah. So collector stuff. But they also charge more for those. So I don't. We'll see how that goes. Um, there was one other. There's one other thing I was going to mention about the AEW figures. What was it? With the pay-per-view coming up oh. in March, they should have like more reveals, fan fest and all that stuff. I was going to say I saw on Ringside Collectibles now in the US, you can you can order the UK exclusive Cody now. Oh, like, yeah, it's like $46. But it's with the ring still. But now I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't pay like a premium or anything to have someone ship it from anywhere else. Because now it's like, if they're in the States now and they're being sold on ringside, it shouldn't be too difficult for me to find one loose without the ring for a, for a reasonable price. So yeah, I'm glad I played I the long game on this because I was really afraid it was going to stay exclusive only and there was only going to be a limited amount of them. And that was going to be the one thing from series one I couldn't find. Um, but I'm glad I long played that. So, so I got the, I got the <laughs> ultimate cane. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I emailed Mattel about the arm yeah, because I they're sending that. out the arm parts and two heads. So I went ahead and did my email and gave them the product number and all that stuff. And they asked for the price. And I've heard they'll either pay you for the figure, they'll give you your money back, or they'll send you the parts. It's one or the other. So I might be able to just get the figure for free. So that's pretty dope. Ooh, like if I know, let me know how that goes. Because I will yeah. go, I've been seeing them everywhere. I will go uh, buy one of those um, yep. uh, from retail if I if I can get a refund on That'd be incredible. 
Yeah, it's one or the other. So if they don't have the part, they'll give you a refund because it does ask for how much you paid for it in the in the thing below. So. Dude, I'll just take if they give me the option, I'll just take the refund and keep the keep the cruddy arm and just have like Undertaker kind of like in front of him in my display. Like you want to now? Would you just would you would you display him with the cape or no? That's the dilemma, isn't it? Because it's very tough. Because it's really cool. He comes with it, but that yep. doesn't represent the cane that you think about. I agree. He never wore it, like, in an actual TV or pay-per-view or anything and, like that. And that's why I've had my reservations of getting this cane to begin with. I'm going to get The Undertaker, <laughs> but... By the um, way, I got him. I got him on Target online. Okay, nice. So, I'll, I'll, I will get him eventually, for sure. The thing with Kane is he has so many figures that look so similar that I feel like if I need a cane for my display, I can just get, like, a loose elite that looks close enough to you know what i mean that, yeah so but it is a great figure like i trust it's been tough like i've i've had it in my hands a few times at retail yeah. and like have to put it back on the pegs and i'm just like but it, but the same thing with the undertaker like because that's also yeah that yeah, that's sweet and then what's this belt this belt is yeah. not staying with kane this belt is going with the much worthy a much more worthy uh wrestler is steve austin or the rock <laughs> well, I mean, it could be Ho- old school Hogan or, you know, somebody like that. But, yeah, it's definitely going with somebody. Because, um, yeah, you already got the one with the Ultimate Austin that came with yep. it. Yep. Um, but, oh, yeah, let's – uh before we get out of here, we got a super chat from Chris. Yeah, Chris, no no worries about being late. Thanks for sending the super chats in. I really appreciate it. Um, sorry I'm late, guys, but kids and stuff, I fell out. Uh, thoughts on Oliveira and Justin in May? Personally, I think Charles is unstoppable right now. Um, I think Oliveira is a really bad matchup for Justin. I mean, I do think that he could have that Michael Chandler chance to where, like, he hurts him and possibly can finish him. But overall, like, one thing that's really kind of crazy to me is Gaethje's a really good wrestler, but he's really not great at jiu-jitsu. Like, I feel like he should be training on jiu-jitsu way more than he does. And I just feel like eventually it's going to the ground and Charles is going to tap him. Yeah, I'm I'm not choosing against Charles Oliveira against anybody outside of maybe Habib Nurmagomedov. But, like, that's also, like, we can't even have him in the conversation right now if he's retired. So, like, yeah, as much as I love Justin Gaethje, as, an excite, as exciting as he is, I think, I think he has a better chance than anyone else against Oliveira because I think – you know, we've seen guys like Michael Chandler clock Oliveira, and we've seen, you know, Dustin Poirier hit Oliveira and stuff. But, like, Justin Gaethje's power is is much more powerful than those guys, in my opinion. So, Gaethje, if he if Gaethje hits Oliveira the same way Chandler did, like, it might be lights out for Oliveira. But unless that happens, I think Oliveira is better in all aspects of MMA. Like, if that hits the ground, like you said, it, it's all Oliveira. Um, so... I uh, also think also like uh, the leg kicks though would really hurt Charles if he could connect on those. But I think eventually that'll get him taken down. Exactly. I feel the same way. He could be successful with it. That is a big weapon for Gaethje uh, doing the leg kicks. Very, very good uh, piece of his arsenal. But I feel like you do. I think Oliveira would only take that for so long before he just grabbed his leg. And, but I mean, the thing is, I mean, Gaethje is a very good wrestler, so yeah. it, it isn't like a foregone conclusion that Oliver can just get him to the ground. But it's Oliveira, 
Yeah, and but Olivera, like, and you would say the same. Olivera's hands have gotten a lot better too. Like, mm-hmm. he might be able to stand there and tra- he doesn't have the power that Olivera has. Sorry, that Gaethje has, but he can stand there and trade with him. And I think some people would be surprised with how well he does on on the feed. But I mean, also think about this: like, Gaethje unloaded on Chandler's face, and Olivera put Chandler away like in an instant. So the same with Gaethje and Poirier, and Olivera like had no problem with Poirier, right? You know? So, I mean, it, definitely everything's in favor for Oliveira, in my opinion. Yeah. Thanks for the super chat, Chris. Thanks for thanks for jumping in uh, before we got off of here. But, yeah, yeah we both got Oliveira. For sure. Yeah, so, man, I don't know what's going to happen with GCW this weekend. Hopefully, I can go, and it's not going to be too brutal. But, man, it's I if you see it on there, if it's going down, feel sorry for those wrestlers because they're wrestling in freaking freezing cold. And I, can we not just bring a heater? Like, I feel like though, if they, I feel like if they plug a heater into that building though, I feel like the building might go blackout. Like it just might just, that, that would be it. There's no way they could run the pay-per-view feed with it as well. Like, I I don't know. Sucks. You you, got to go get like those, those like hand warmer things. Like, I feel like they got sand in them and like, Break a few I'm, of those open. And put I'm gonna them look like I'm. I'm gonna look like I live in West Green Bay, Wisconsin, walking into that thing. I'm gonna bring like pajama pants and then wear jeans over it, and I'm gonna have like a hoodie with a coat. Like I'm, I'm going in prepared if I'm going in there because last time was freezing. Wearing long johns under your clothes, pretty much. GCW, <laughs> What a hardcore badass. Yeah, did you see your Atlanta show got announced for like yep. March something? Yeah, tickets go on sale this Friday. So okay, I plan on be, going. Be ready for that. Yeah, I got to find out if anyone. I mean, I got to see if anyone wants to go with me around here because I don't have a whole right. lot of friends that are like that linked linked into like GCW. Yeah. Like some they'll go to like AEW with me, and we all skip WWE together. But like. Uh, it's pretty dope. I met a group of guys at AEW Double or Nothing in Vegas, and when we started talking, we realized that they lived in Corpus Christi, but they came to Houston all the time. Like, they would go to Loco and all that stuff. So I met them, and, like, I see them at every GCW. We talk and hang out and stuff. They're, they're cool guys, and uh, so usually if Bill won't go, I have another backup plan of people that I know that'll be there, so... And like with Loco, man, I mean, it's the same. It's a lot of the same people every single time. So you just kind of get to know people there. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's honestly. I've By the way, people. Terminus is going to be fire. Like yeah. if you keep going to that thing, you're going to yeah. see everybody. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep going, dude. Yeah, the, the next show, I couldn't even remember all the names they've, they've announced for that already. But like, I marked out big for Serena Deeb. I was like, yeah, this is I, when I saw that, I was her. like, wow, Steven yeah. is going to have a good time. Yeah, that, that to me, like, it reminds me of almost like an Atlanta PWG. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the rule set being a little different, but they can right. they can they can. What I think you mean more by that is like they can form a bit of like like a regular audience that goes to that and it could be like our PWG where like yeah. you know there's a lot of excitement and buzz around the shows they sell the shows out we get just well, great like wrestling matches dream matches that you could possibly see from multi multiple yes. different companies yes and you can see it live on pay-per-view like PWG you don't get that opportunity i feel like warriors of wrestling is kind of like that as well 
Like Warriors of Wrestling is doing that PWG model, and so is uh, Terminus now. And and I, that's what I think the future of indies are. That's what I really think. And that's why, like, I'm bothered by Ring of Honor, like, just announcing Bandito and Gresham and nothing else and expecting to sell out that play. Like, you're not even going to come close. And what you need to do is you need to have matches that have nothing to do with that Ring of Honor roster and announce them for that. And that will get people excited and be like, oh, yeah, I need to go to this because – you're going up against like Joey Janela's spring break. You're going up against like a lot of popular stuff that, or like, um, it's not Joey Janela cause that's Thursday, but that Friday is that, um, El, uh, Gringo Locos Lucha show. Yeah. Like you're going up against that. Like you need to bring it. You're going up against WrestleCon super show, new Japan. Like you need to bring it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And one thing I like about this terminus show coming up too, is that <clears throat> the main event, for or I'm assuming it will be the main event, uh, Gresham versus Santana for the ROH title, which is like, it seems random, but it's like, I would love, because I I, I assume it's going to be really really good. Like I think Santana's going to really show me something that like I don't get to see that of him in AEW, and I think yeah, that there's a, a lot of wrestlers that are in that boat that like whether they're mainly tag team wrestlers or have shorter matches or AEW dark or like they're known for kind of one style of wrestling or something. They can go to terminus and like totally just do something totally different than what they normally do. And like, and really gain some new fans in a different kind of way. So like when Santana showed up at terminus for the first, the first show, it was once again, it was a bit random because it was like Santana's here. Like, and he's a singles wrestler here and Ortiz is in here, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, the pop he got and like he's like he's AEW so like the crowd like everybody in that building knew who he was you know what I mean like it was so I I, I'm looking forward to that kind of stuff kind of these matches that might even seem a little random but they'll go out there and they'll they'll show us something different I I like that a lot yeah no I agree it's it's got a big bright future and the stacked roster it should be a really good show Hell yeah. It's very close to me. It's about a half hour from where I live. So it, it's, yeah, that's awesome. not bad. Not bad at all. I can't. You gotta, wait for that. you gotta, you gotta catch up on the meet and greets, man. Like post them on Instagram. I know. I, I very rarely, I mean, it depends. It depends. I'm not against any of that stuff at all. Like I, I don't know. It just depends. It depends on who's there, kind of how I'm feeling, how long I want to be there, how long lines are, all that kind Trust of stuff. Trust me, I I get it. I yeah. get it. And the like, I mean, I could have got Akira. I wanted to get Akira, but he was eating tacos, and I didn't really want to bother him. You know what I mean? But you're yeah. thinking, oh, I'll have another opportunity. But the place was so cold that like everybody just wanted out of there at the time. So it's like you just never know. One thing I'll say though. We'll say this. I'll give anybody a warning since I have so many of them, and people, if you want advice. Take advantage of your opportunity. If you see them alone, if you see them walking by, just ask for a quick one and get it done. Just boom, because it's never going to just be perfect. They're just going to be available for you or whatever. You kind of got to be a little aggressive. Like Lee Moriarty was in the back just talking to like Hugh and Brian Keith at the end of a show, but he wasn't out front at the ring or anything like that to, to take pictures or whatever. But I just saw him there and I waited till he was done talking. And then I went up to him and I said, Hey man, do you mind if I get a picture with you real quick? And he was totally cool with it and it was done. But like, if I didn't do that, I wasn't going to get a picture with him. You know what I mean? So you just kind of have to take advantage of your, your opportunity. Yeah. 
no, I, I totally agree. And there's been some people that I have definitely regretted, like that I had opportunities and just didn't. And <coughs> like this so last awesome. tournament issue, <laughs> this, this last tour, I know you told me about the Jericho one too, but double or not. Jericho, right Will Ospreay, yeah. both of those are just giant L's yeah. for me. And but, I, Kenta was one because I had a chance to meet him back in Ring of Honor and I didn't do it, but I made up for it and I met him at New Japan when he just signed New Japan. It was that New Japan Dallas show. I got to meet him there. So that one, that one made up. Like, as long as I can make it up eventually, it, it, it's easy. I can handle it. But man, like, if I never get to, it's gonna, it's gonna eat me alive. That's why, god dang it, Will Ospreay, please be in <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. The only reason I didn't uh, do any of that really, I, m- I met a couple wrestlers that didn't get like autographs or pictures at Terminus. I just like said what's up, but. Yeah. A lot of that had to do with like, I, I, I told, I told, I told the story before, but like, it was snowing and ice and stuff. And I was like, I was just like, I, I want to get out of here while the weather is like good enough that I can drive basically. Like, I just, yeah, that was no, my priority. That. But yeah. like, um, then, then, Vincente Guerrero asked if we review IWA Deep South cards. I don't know if you mean IWA Mid South. I'm not sure. But we haven't, but we do cover a lot of independent stuff here. So thanks for joining us. We talk a lot of GCW. Um, yeah. But, uh, so then, like Doug will hopefully be at those shows this weekend. So, or is it one of the one show or two shows that you can go to? It's two GCW shows. I'm, I'm only right. going to one though. The other okay. one's in Dallas. Yeah, gotcha. That's right. Dallas. Yeah. Gotcha. You see the card for my show? Um, I know I have. I don't know if I want you to tell me though, because I kind of want to go on blind. Yeah, I know you always do. I, 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 I like to not able look. to tell you because I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, did you watch Brian Keith and Hoodfoot? I saw some clips. I haven't I seen clips. the match yet. I saw clips. It's on IWTV curious. right now, probably, isn't it? Probably. I don't know. I was just curious if you actually watched it because I saw clips and it looked brutal. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that right after this actually. Um if I see it here on demand. Let me see if that shows up. Um I'm excited um, because Blake Christian's on the card and Jordan Oliver's on the card. So and Chris Carter is in the scramble, so we do get to see Chris Carter as well. Hell yeah. Um Okay, yeah, it's on IWTV. That's New Fear City, ready to ride, or sorry, ready to die. I'm sorry. sorry. What 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 location is that? Like, what city or state? Do you know? New York City. Okay. Which is nice. kind of wild, considering like they could do all that in New York City, but like Hammerstein, they couldn't do any of this for GCW. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably the building rules. Yeah. Or I don't know. Because it's like right in like Manhattan area, I think, isn't it? So I yeah. don't know. It's a, a three-match card for anyone who wants to check it out. It's Brian Keith versus Hoodfoot, Reed Bentley versus Masha Slamovich, and Casanova Valentine versus John Wade Murdoch. I mean, all of them are are very established in like the deathmatch scene. So um, or Brian Keith... Brian Keith, I, I guess, kind of veering into it. Hoodfoot recently kind of jumped headfirst into the deathmatch scene a few months ago. Um, Slamovich, I've seen do quite a bit of it. Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch are kind of like the two main like deathmatch wrestlers that are on like a lot of the IWTV stuff. Reed Bentley recently won the American Deathmatch Championship from John Wayne Murdoch, as a matter of fact. Um, and Casanova Valentine, deathmatch wrestler. So yeah, that, that's I, I'm going to watch that actually before I go to sleep tonight. So. Oh, okay. One match. One match. AJ Gray and Mysterious Q. Yeah, that's gonna be fire. That's I gonna be that. dope. And I just I love the fact that these guys are they're getting 
be used on GCW because they deserve it. Mysterious Q, Chris Carter, guys like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, on, next week on the show, we'll, uh, cause I'm going to watch both the shows on Fight TV. So, um, next week on the show, we'll definitely talk about all the matches and, uh, and what we liked about, about that. Cause you're going to have, I mean, there's going to be great shows every time. Is it, is it that same, is it that same building that you saw Sadika and, and Nick Gage in? Yep. Yeah. I mean, y'all were, that crowd was hot as hell and that, like, yep. that, that these are going to be great shows. Hell yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Is Jimmy Lloyd wrestling? I don't know. I don't think so. The scramble uh, is really, the scramble <laughs> is really weird. They announced, though, they announced Atticus Coger and Gino today, though. So okay. Atticus is on the card. So. Nice. I'm just excited to see Blake Christian, Jordan Oliver, and Grand Matalik. Grand Matalik is in the Lucha match, so that should Good. be dope. Good for him. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely review that uh, this upcoming Tuesday. Yep, and, I mean, we'll have a lot to talk about with Dynamite. should be really good. Um, isn't Shane Strickland fighting? Not Shane Strickland, sorry. That's yeah. Um, no, that is Sean name. Strickland. Is it Sean Strickland, right? No, Swerve. No, I'm talking about the fighter. Um, oh, you're talking about the UFC. Cause, yes. cause, 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 cause Swerve is on Terminus yes. this next show. Yes. So I no, I know. No, no, yeah. I know. But I think he's headlining. He's headlining, uh, the UFC fight night. Yeah. I don't have my cat. I wrote it down. No, it's funny too is we didn't even talk about Bellator last week and Bellator had a show. Yeah. Um, Ryan Bader's heavyweight champion. You know, there's not a yeah. lot more to say. So fight Czech Congo in May, I guess. That's what they said. Fun. That'll be a good yeah. fight. I like I like both those guys, but there's just no buzz. None. Um. Oh yeah, it's it's Sean Strickland versus Jack Hermanson. That's a good Sean fight. Middleweight. Yes. Yeah. There you go. He's a character. He's definitely a character. So I'll take Hermanson in that one if we're gonna make it. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. I think his his ground game is really really solid. Yeah. Um, awkward. Orthodox. Yeah. Scrappy. All right, man. Sounds like we can wrap the show up. Um, appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, guys, follow me on Twitter. Um, and, Steven, you can go ahead and do your pitch. Yes, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, Unkind Esports, everybody. Make sure you all are uh, supporting them. Go over to their social media at Unkind Esports. Make sure to check out their new website, unkindesports.com. If you're a gamer, whether it is... Uh, you know, Halo, I know they're really looking for Halo players right now, but anything else, like they're looking for people to play games for the organization. They're looking for Twitch streamers and, and people to help with their social media and their wrestling fans are MMA fans. Rob Van Dam's a part of the org. Like there's a lot of like-minded people over there. So I think if you like our show, you'll be really happy with their community over there as well. So go support them. Um, at the very least, go give them a follow and let them know, uh, that, that me and Doug sent you their way. Because they've been supporting the show. We really appreciate it. I normally talk about them at the top of the show, but I was a little bit fired up with all the Jim Harbaugh stuff and I completely spaced on it. So once again, huge thank you and huge shout out to Unkind Esports. Make sure to follow them on all social media at Unkind Esports. And once again, their new website is unkindesports.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's fight talk underscore. Every Thursday, I do a new show on the Fightful YouTube channel, the, the main channel over there. It's myself and Jeremy Lambert. It's called The Spotlight. We take four topics every week. So we do one from WWE, one from AEW, one from the Indies, and then one from the other category, which is like 
Impact, MLW, NWA. We pick something that someone else that has some sort of TV distribution, and we we highlight that as well. And we also feature a, uh, an interview every episode. And we have already recorded our interview. It's about 35 minutes long with IWTV World Champion AC Mack. So that's going to be airing this Thursday on the Spotlight on Fight on Fightful. So please check that out. Listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Sunday. That's me talking about the indies um, every Sunday at Fightful Select. And I'll do a show with Jesse again soon. Uh, we'll try to get synced up for something soon there. Jesse Davin's YouTube channel and uh, all the other stuff I got going on. I just keep updated on my Twitter. Make sure to use code Fight Talk on IWTV, um, independentwrestling.tv. That, that helps out a lot. F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K-L is one word, no spaces. And, uh, yeah, watch yourself some independent wrestling. Yep, that's about it, guys. Follow that Instagram account. There's a lot of cool stuff on yes. there. And, um, you know, we go to indie shows and stuff, so we'll be posting stuff of what we see. And uh, appreciate you guys. Please uh, like the video if you haven't. Please subscribe if you haven't. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.